recording on all cylinders now. So we got this going, that's going. Awesome. Going. Talk to me about your setup. You have uh, so the the Google Pixel has what USB C Type C, yeah. Yeah, just like yep. in six P. So that means it's up to 10, 10 gigabit per second uh, transfer uh, transfer speeds, but it also does charging at the same time. Mm-hmm. So in a situation like this, you can do um, what we're doing. Well, the issue that I ran into is that it has a four gig limit on video that you record. Oh man, you got to pop so, in the card. Well, there's no SD card. No. Because everything goes straight to Google Photos. So I had to download like a third-party app so it has unlimited space to record, which kind of blows. But um, it's going to record in 1080p. um, And the app I'm using says it has unlimited. So it should be good. These manufacturers need to realize that an application like this is why you would spend such such a high amount of money on a device like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, not everybody is going to spend, uh, you know... 750 on a phone not everyone has it set and another 750 on a mm-hmm. nice camera you know maybe they need to realize that the simple application of doing something like this needs to be implemented into the design of the phone mm-hmm. because i mean what a great what a great thing you got there i think they're just holding on because yeah. it's inevitable that's right. about to happen right you know but it's like just Give me a couple more years. To- they're like, yeah, they're like, they have it all those eight. They just, they're just pocketing all the aces. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as their competitors come out with, you know, something, then, then they pull out an ace. Right. Yep. It, yep. It, it, it makes total business sense, but. Well, hey. I was reading this article and they're talking about why, you know, just let's take Apple for example. People will go like die hard for Apple, right? But they're not going to make every Apple launch the biggest launch. They have to have a couple shitty launches, so when the big launch happens, it's like a huge deal. Yeah. So like when you see the six to the six S to the seven, there's not a lot that changes. Yes. Little things here and there, but nothing like drastic. But then for like their tenth anniversary phone that's going to come out this year, this is supposed to be like a whole new design, a whole new ball game. Um, so it's kind of like the idea of you can't give someone the best product every single year because then. In a weird way, even though it's the best, it actually kind of like loses some of its like sex appeal because that's kind of what you're expecting to happen each time. Whereas you have a couple models that kind of like keep the ship sailing, you and then you hit them with a big one. Then you surprise them. Mm-hmm. You su- you keep surprising. And We're not going to sell you the same thing again. Here's something new. <laughs> and you know, really, it comes down to here's a really good reason why you should upgrade next year. Mm-hmm. And it never stops, but. But it's a good thing, though. It breeds innovation. Mm-hmm. It's very important with the Apple culture, too, with the releases. They have a history of always coming before the others with their products. Um, what do you I, mean by that? Like the phones, the release of their phones. Mm-hmm. They're the first ones to release for the year. Apple is? Uh, in past years. In past years. Because I was about to say. Years. Not upcoming. Right. In Apple culture, it's, 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 it's a big deal for the, for the launch and the, and the pre-orders. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's a, I wouldn't say it's a cult following because, you know, they make tremendous products. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had an iPhone before. It's a beautiful little thing. It was, it was a 4S a long time ago, but it's a beautiful little thing. You know? I still have mine. Right? I use it as an iPod. Yeah, that was my phone five or six years ago. 
but it's 32 gigs. And I'm like, it still works. I'm not going to throw this out. Yeah. So I just use it. I keep podcasts and then like some music on there. Yeah. You know? Um, you want to hear something cool about the 4S? I had a, what you would call a Jevy Ultra Sim uh, slot. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that, that means. What? I don't really know what that means either. <laughs> but all it is is it's a, uh, it would be like a, a, a SIM slot mm-hmm. that you would replace on your on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. This was for the 4S, mind you. It simply allowed me to use AT&T GSM uh, micro SIM in an iPhone that was, uh, I believe it was locked or something mm-hmm. to a to most likely like a CDMA provider like I don't know, oh, okay. Verizon or Sprint. Right. Uh, it was really cool because it's like there's like a little chip that sits right under the SIM. Okay. And it's like a, a uh, it's like a little circuit layer mm-hmm. in between your SIM and the actual phone instead of having the direct contact between your SIM and your phone. We could pull up a little photo of it. It looks really freaking cool. Yeah. I thought I was so like advanced when I did that. <laughs> Because I was like a kid who didn't know shit, right, when I did that. Because, I mean, this was still a long time ago, a couple of years ago. Yeah, but a couple of years ago in our lifetime is very different from a couple of years ago in our parents' lifetime. Especially if you're talking about phones. Especially if you're talking about phones. And really just technology as a whole, you know. I mean, if you look at, like, the phones that were released when the 4S was out compared to now... It's exciting. And there's a huge difference. It's you exciting. Know? I mean, we went from um, having all this different shit. Like, I saw this really great meme. It was like an alarm clock, a calculator, a GPS system, a microphone, a video. Ca- it was all this shit. And then they're like, you know, 1990, 2015. All in one. And it's just an iPhone. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's just one phone, one device. It does all this shit. It does everything. It's nuts. It's awesome, though. And... I think uh, I think as people are born with this technology and they grow up with it, it's going to push the innovation even farther, you know? Because we're in this weird space now where you have a lot of older people that are just trying to hop on this train and, like, kind of play catch-up. Um, but when you have kids that are playing with iPads from the moment they get out the womb, I mean, I think it's yeah. kind of inevitable they're just going to be, yeah. like, kicking ass, you know? <laughs> The connection with the with the different texts is so it's so strong these days. Sorry, I had to turn down the heat. Yeah, and the kids with the with the tablets, that is a legitimate like thing. Like when you're out in public, you will literally see uh, a parent or a guardian hand over the attention completely 100% uh, to a tablet for a kid. Now, I think I think you it, it, we shouldn't harp on that negatively. It's simply everybody's learning, mm-hmm. you know. And all these tablets are big screen, super bright, super quick and now affordable. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's got one. So everybody's like adapting to this. And really what you're talking about is human evolution. Uh, so we're really, we're merging. You're talking about the merging of technology and humanity into one. Now, speaking of that, we can go deep real quick by simply saying that, let's just take Google, for example. Never mind the stuff that are 
that we don't know of out there. Mm-hmm. Let's just take Google, for example. They have a... Uh, not only are they working on AI uh, on the side, they're not talking too much about it, but now they're releasing Google Home and all that, so it's all part of the... Google Assistant. The Yeah, yeah the Google Assistant, which is... Uh, as far as AI goes, it's more of like a cloud service right now, but what we should really... What I'm trying to uh, pin on is uh, point out is that they're going to merge uh, a new AI that is uh, very advanced with um, the computing power of their D-Wave quantum computer. And once the merging of that happens, there's going to be something... The merging of deep learning machines and quantum computers with AI is going to be so so tremendous it's going to affect the world so much the 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 way we look at the world will be changed forever so you're thinking that's going to be like the next internet like a completely revolutionary yeah well i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know if you had but to take a guess if i had to take a guess it would be energy energy uh efficient way Mm-hmm. Of making, uh, of getting our energy, as far as the next like technological revolution goes, because maybe maybe this AI and uh, what I'm talking about is maybe even further down the road. Maybe we don't know. It's already yeah. here though. That's the that's the. It's crazy here part. In, the, in the beginning stages. It's the crazy part, but it's already here. It's not mm-hmm. taken over like Skynet Terminator shit. <laughs> but I'm saying like it's already in concept. It's already. We already use it. I mean, think about, like, some people will freak out, like, you know, they don't want AI to happen, they think it's a bad step in our our evolutionary process, but then they'll go use Siri. And I'm like, what do you think Siri is? You're talking to a machine and it's giving you information. Just because it's not in a robotic form. Well, yeah. You know, like, you have, like, especially someone like Google. Google's really good at that, where you're not asking it, like, Cleveland, Ohio, weather, like... With Google, you'd be like, what's the weather going to be like today in Cleveland? It and fills it in just, the blanks. Yeah, it fills in the blanks. Exactly. It fills in the blanks very well, as if it was a human ear talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a human ear listening. Uh, and that that would be the human touch to it. And that's how it's going to spread in, in, in culture, when you simply have um, cloud services connected to your home, built into your home. Built into commercial buildings. Yeah, I mean, it's starting now uh, with the whole smart home idea. Yes. So your Google Homes, but also like controlling lighting and controlling yeah. the electricity, your garage door openers, and, yeah. and cameras. You know, uh, like you can get a camera in the front door yeah. and then unlock your door from wherever you are. It's so cool, right? You know, but it's it's the baby. Like this is like the yeah, baby of the where, where it's going. This you know, the start. there's so much. There's so much more in this journey to happen, but it's great to kind of see this all build up. Because, like, with our grandparents, they kind of saw the beginnings of computers, and they've kind of seen from the beginning of the computer being made to now. Yeah. And now we're watching from this point, and thinking about what we're going to see when we're in our 60s and 70s, what life's going to be like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It It gets to a point where... Technology, these inventions, uh, these things, 
they're here to stay. And what I mean by that is, at a certain point, uh, these things become more important than people realize. Hmm? Meaning that there there are sacrifices involved with all this. Just let's just take. Uh, I don't mean to bring it down a notch, but bring it down, uh, bring it up. Yeah, up and down, right? The you know, there's people making sacrifices for this technology. If you think about it, you know the all this you know the cheap labor, mm-hmm. um, working cheap and all that. But it's it's almost as if it's almost as if it's uh, you cannot stop this. No, it's, it's like this. It's strange to a certain degree because it feels like this exogenous, like thing. I, I wouldn't say life, but it's uh, extension of ourselves. It's kind of what's going to end up becoming, though. It almost looks like like if you were in the sky looking down on us, and you just saw yeah. people working, right? Yeah. What are we all doing? We're all working together to essentially make technology. And it kind of looks like we're building something to advance from where we are to the next step. And that's essentially what AI is looking like. Yeah. It's going to be the next step in evolution. Now, here's th- this is where religion gets mixed up in all mm-hmm. this. Uh, this I've, most of what I talk about that's this deep, I've picked up from different places and all that. But I like I like to repeat things that I that I think mm-hmm. are, are very 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 on point to me that that resonate with me, and uh, the, the future of humanity seems to be headed in two different directions. It could be uh, a robotic superhuman or an angelic human. What do you mean by angelic human? Meaning that without the use of technology you can simply use um, for example uh, different genetic activations to enhance yourself but some people think that it's possible to for example technology of CRISPR with genetic engineering right that's that's coming too right but that's that's an exogenous technology that will change the human being. But if you take a, an endogenous approach to this, uh, which is what I, that's what I mean when I say religion, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some, there's a lot of religious people out there and they, they don't think that a robotic superhuman is the future for humanity. I think that it's definitely a possibility if we keep working towards it. And um, and what interest do you have in, in not wanting that to happen or trying to stop it? I don't know. It's None of this is here yet, totally. Yeah. But I feel like the religious side is more of like an endogenous awakening where you can almost consciously activate uh, and, I don't know, adapt, like... In such a quick way, mm-hmm. where you almost become like this—I um, don't know—like this angelic being that has like complete control over themselves. Um, to kind of remove emotion out of the game, 
Is that what you're kind of talking about? Like remove the emotion and then just working purely on like decisions and uh, the the internal process. I simply mean like almost almost like magic, like sci-fi kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So like, do you understand what the placebo effect is? Mm-hmm. It's simply your mind is taking control. Right. So as opposed like they do a, a test with like some sort of like pill and they yeah. give like a sugar pill and then the actual medicine yeah. and seeing what the difference is. Yeah. And some people actually do better with the sugar pill because yeah. they have the mindset right. that this is helping. Yeah. When so, in reality, it's just more of their attitude towards yeah. it than what they're actually taking. Ingesting. So like if you, yeah, so simply if you're having a bad day and I say, don't worry about this today steve you know let me just come over and have a beer with you and let's do a podcast you're gonna feel so much better and all of a sudden you 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 believe this and you start feeling better and what i just said comes at a after the fact so it's like uh just like a mind hack yeah but i don't know where we're going and i like to stay in that humble place Absolutely. But I feel like... It's fun to think about. It's, it's fun to think fun. about, that's but when ne- whenever people say, I know, and that's, you know, towards the future, towards religion, t- towards really anything in that realm, it's like, you don't know. We all have maybe a hypothesis, uh, an educated guess. Yeah. But unless if you're... At the best. <laughs> but we're all just making predictions here, you know? Yeah, and that's uh, that's another place where religion comes in. And mm-hmm. before we started this, we kind of we we would say we were going to talk about religion a little bit. But um, I'm not too religious myself. Uh, how about you? I'm not religious in the sense of like I'm I'm on a team, and I think that's where a lot of people get mixed up. They get on a team, and what happens in, when that happens? What happens when that happens? What happens when you're when on it? When you're on a team, you're very willing to shoot down what the other teams have to contribute, and you are very for what your team is doing, even if your team's not doing the correct thing. Like, you're almost, like, more willing to kind of, like, push off the negative of your own team. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the group mentality that is harbored within, um... What what were you saying? You said groups, right? Yeah, really. I mean, it's team. You're a team. On a team. You said a team. Yeah, right. So the so the group mentality that's harbored in a team can is is both positive and negative. Absolutely. And uh, it, it's like that with with anything. Uh, and a group mentality can harbor the simple thinking that. Uh, well, it reassures that you're right because you have yeah. people around you that ensure you that you're right. It's because they're all like-minded. It becomes the group mentality becomes bigger than your own mentality. Absolutely. And um, freedom of thought originates from the knowledge that you have to understand. It's not sad, but you're alone. You can be with a group. And if that's the only way you can live, that's fine. And it, it's it, you have free will. But remember that. You have free will. And never let a group dictate what you think, how you feel, or what you should do. 
And it's, that's not easy to do. Especially when you're, if you want to go into like religion, if you're in that group and you're on that team. It's right or die, baby. Exactly. Ride or and die. if you think an opposing thought on whatever it is, um, and the backlash that you would receive. Yeah, it, it, to a lot of people, it's like not even worth it because this is their life. This you got to be community. all in because exactly. you can you can be shunned and absolutely you kicked know. out, especially when you get talking to religion. I mean, have you seen that show on Hulu? It's like, uh, do you even have Hulu? I am adamantly against Hulu. Oh, yeah. the re- can I say be- real quick why? I, because because it's all it's if you're trying to like cut the cable, for example, from like these monopolies of cable companies and you try to go to hulu well guess what hulu's owned by those same companies well hulu's owned by the same companies they completely just take the cable format and bring it to the internet yeah and they're just bullshit like my girlfriend had hulu and i'm going through all right i like it's always sunny in philadelphia so i was like yeah let's check out an episode we go to season five they're like oh you can see the clips yeah from the season i'm like so wait you pay 10 bucks a month to yeah. watch clips from certain seasons, but then you can only watch like one season of that show. There's Netflix, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. Netflix and they don't play this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I just the pisses me off about Hulu is like it just almost tries to bring that cable mentality to the internet, and those don't yeah. ma- those, those don't mix and match. Yeah, so they 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 um, so if people who don't know out there, you know, it, it starts give it around, you know, nine ninety nine whatever. Pretty standard here. Uh, streaming services. Update yourself. Uh, <laughs> if you're not into it. Uh, well, they offer their service with commercials. So, yeah. you know. 30 for, second ad space. So, I can't even watch shows like that anymore. There's, there's quite a bit of commercials for people who don't know anything about Hulu. There's, there's quite a bit of commercials. Let's say if you're watching a, an episode who, that, that, that's half an hour, uh, you'll, have, you'll have quite a bit of commercials. I don't know how many. But it'll be a couple minutes worth. Um, but they also offer the service that uh, to, to get commercial free. So they're if you pay more, it's and what that means to me it simply says, well, they can just give you the service without commercial. Well, that's and how they make their money. Hulu is very profitable because of ad space. Here's the thing: TV is profitable because ad space. They make extra money. Mm-hmm. You can just so make money bad, on your streaming service, but they make yeah. extra money. So that's but that's what it's about. That's yeah. kind of like the issue. That's and what it's. I, about. I'm not against corporations. I think the corporate structures are a, a big part of why we have the society we do. Yeah. But when, the issue I run into is is the constant having to grow. And what I mean by that is, so if, the, if the, Hulu took out that advertise that extra yeah. advertising and their numbers went down, it would be even though if they were still able to run a great company, uh, support their employees, if they lost money to that, it would be looked at as a loss, even though they're still yeah. supporting the same amount of people they did before, as far as like in right. the company, right? You know, so it's the corporate the corporate culture has an inherent. Um, flaw, and the inherent flaw is the uh, template of infinite growth. Right. Um, there's no end goal. It's just I mean, do more, get more money, get more money, get more money. There's not much more I can say besides that. Like, if you're about that, then I don't know. You're about that. I. And there's, I'm not like hating on people that are like that, but I'm just saying, when will you actually have fulfillment? 
ever. Because you're always playing the cat and mouse game. Right. Always. Right. It's never going to end. Right. So, because you cross a certain line that is service to others and service to self. And uh, the the corporate culture is, from the get-go, it's, excuse me, sir, this is (laughs) service to self. Or, there's the door. See ya. That's Deuces. corporate culture. Yeah. If you don't get it, you're not going to the golf game. You're mm-hmm. not going to the bar with the guys, mm-hmm. with the executives, the team. with the executives. The same type of concept as the team, the you, team mentality. You're, you're on not this part. Team. Of, you're not part of the club. So. Yeah. Uh, so. And you're never going to move up if you're not part of the team. Yeah. And you know, that's what's so. That's one thing that's so cool about Netflix. Is that they're so? Um, the reason why they're so big is because they got ahead. They got ahead of the market uh, in their industry uh, way earlier than everybody else. And uh, well, they understood the concept of instant gratification, and that's where all this has come to. Like, you're not a TV show on cable that's on at 8 p.m. on Thursday. Not everyone's available at 8 p.m. on Thursday. And not everyone has an hour every Thursday to dedicate to that show. So there's a lot of people now, even if it's on cable, they wait till it comes out on Netflix, and then they just binge watch it. It's instant gratification. It's not waiting. It's just getting it right in the moment when you want it. And that's the great thing that Netflix accomplished. They don't have you wait. On demand, baby. (laughs) Whenever I say. Yeah. And the fact that they produce their own content now. Let go of your clutches of control. Well, that's what Netflix does. It it, it gives the people the ability to create. It gives the people... They, it gives creatives the ability to create content without having to worry about breaks. You can just enjoy the content. It is very difficult after watching Netflix series. It doesn't have to be from Netflix, but just content that's on netflix and then you go watch cable you'll be in the show for 10 minutes and then there's a break and then you get back into it but then there's a break and you keep playing this game and it's it's almost like you kind of forget what happened yeah so that's why a lot of people also kind of gravitate more towards net netflix and things and those streaming services Uh, if you if you look into it there's nothing but good things about netflix and people just need to support that. I think they do. Uh, I mean, Netflix is huge. Uh, that's it's actually it's part of the 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 will of cutting your cable is 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 at the end of the day. Let's let's you're voting with your dollar, okay? Let's you know, and you everybody watches TV. If you don't, you're weird. Okay, it's <laughs> not for you. Well, Everyone watches us. some sort of TV. You, you don't have to us. watch it on a TV to watch some sort of TV. You can watch it on your phone, you on your tablet, whatever. You can whatever. watch whatever you want. People, yeah. Screw it. A lot of people watch TV. But that's a great point you made. And when people you complain about Netflix. politics and yeah. they complain about, you know, these corporations put nothing but junk in our grocery stores and all this shit. I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, but what do you buy? Because your real vote in are, this world are is you, your dollar. You're either part of the problem yes, or you're part of the solution. So when you're giving money, if you're complaining how fast food like causes a lot of disease, yeah. I mean, that's Obesity, shit all the time. for example. And then you're going to give them your money. 
that's how they stay in business. If it doesn't make money, right. it's not going to stick around. Plain and simple. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. just not. It's not going to stick around. They're not going to keep investing money in something that they don't get any return out of. Yeah. So your real vote in this world is from your money. It's from your dollar, which you spend to choose money on. You know? Are you going to go to McDonald's? Or are you going to go to the local restaurant that's owned by people in the community that are trying to build their own business up? Or you're going to go give your money to a corporation that has so much money doesn't even know what to do with, you yeah. know? Yeah, so voting voting with your dollar is something that we should be aware of, uh, very aware of. Uh, the in, in a democratic society, uh, you think you think that your vote counts as much as um, you know for for electoral colleges and stuff like that, but for politics, but you know your your dollar is just as important, if not more important. Because uh, money makes the world go round. Mm-hmm. So it keeps this whole thing going. Don't you know all that politics? At the end of the day, you got to That's three meals a day. I think our politics. Everything. You, you know, see all this, all 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 the stuff that lucky people have. Yeah, it, it's all about money. Yeah, it's about money. Yeah. And what's interesting is nobody knows more about money than a guy like Donald Trump. <laughs> And well, when talk, you're born into it, talk, talk, <laughs> talk all the shit you want. Guess what? He can talk it too, and guess what? He can back it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because he has the freedom to do that. Yeah, you know, I mean, he has the option. He's never known a life without money. I'm simply gonna judge the man by his actions, uh, like I do Me too. with 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 everybody else. Uh, you know, it, somebody could always have a bad day and say some mean things to you, but. Uh, you can uh, you can learn to forgive, yeah. And uh, if you you know if that man or that person, you know, never really did much of anything wrong to you, you're fine. You're fine. You know, you know everybody's got problems. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Not Donald yeah. Trump. Not Hillary Clinton with that robotic smile. <laughs> anyway, she's 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 no longer relevant now. Yeah. She's no longer relevant. We need to we need to focus on these positives. Uh, uh, I, focus on both. I mean, it's on one of those things right? where people get so strongly opinionated, especially right. when it comes to like political candidates yeah. and things of that nature. And the teams and the team. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, when you, you when I watch like when I watch Trump's elephant. rallies, I mean, it was like we're going to a sports event. It was very similar, his rallies to like a sports event where people are like chanting, they're really hyped, they got the signs up, they're, you know, they're rooting for their team. Um, same. I just, yeah. I, I want to judge him on what he actually does. I just want to say, I didn't vote. Uh, I never thought Trump would win. Uh, I don't think that, anyone did. <laughs> uh, everyone thought it was such a joke. Yeah. Like every, all the news... News stations, everything. Well, the polls say, like, I fucking hate polls. I have never talked to anyone that has taken a poll. Bro, you can take those polls and shove them. Doesn't mean shit. I, Especially in this day Give and age. me the results, you know. Yeah. After after the Diabold Bush voting thing, and, you know, I was, in Flor- I was living in Florida, and it happened in Florida. Crazy right. shit happens in Florida. Trust me, I understand. <laughs> First hand, crazy shit happens in Florida. But... You know, where's the trust after that? There is none. And that's why a lot of people don't vote. Because they saw the Bush thing happen, and then the Trump thing happened. It's the same situation. I mean, they didn't win the popular Appar- vote. Apparently, but... they came out to vote for Trump. 
people came out. He still lost the popular vote by over two million, though. So it's not that people go out to vote; it's that the electoral That's true, college right? voted. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, by numbers, he didn't. He didn't win. He won by. Um, he won. He won the game. He, he won by points. He won the game. He won by points. He he didn't win based off of votes. He yeah. won the game. He knew the game ahead. He knew how you know what to do, and he won the game. Right. You know. Right. I mean, and it was one of those situations where this year it wasn't like, even though Trump had a lot of support, especially in places like Ohio, PA, um, Michigan, it wasn't like anyone was really gun ho for, it wasn't like, uh, kind of like one-sided, I feel like. It was more like people were voting for the other person not to get into office, as opposed to voting for the person they want in office. At the end of the day, uh... What what I take the most out of it is that, hey, maybe, maybe maybe things, you know, our future, here, it's not so set in stone, you know. Maybe it's a little more fluid than people think. Yeah, maybe, maybe people like to think it's set in stone because it it gives them comfort, security, and comfort. security. But a, a in false, all reality, false sense of security. Yeah, in all in all reality, regardless of what country you're in, I mean, shit can hit the fan at any point. Right, you know. right, 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 right. Yeah, it's a it's a reminder that like, uh, yeah, we 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 really don't know what's about to happen. I will say, like, some it, people think you know that it's it's fixed, you know, like an NBA game or something like that. That's essentially what the electoral electoral college kind of is. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, all right, we're gonna let you guys put your little ballots in, but really, these few people are gonna select who actually gets into office. And I think with our generation, especially people from the Bush election when yeah. he beat well beat Gore, and then to the Trump one now, it's like this has happened two out of the last five elections. What's the purpose of voting? Where's the purpose? Um, I'm not the hugest Trump supporter, um, but because I'm not a supporter of politics in general, it's it's, it's it so feels, fake. It feels like the hierarchy would simply place Clinton though. Don't you feel that way? Well, she was not good with the FBI. She had a lot of issues with a lot of people higher in power. She was she was being indicted. Both situations are ridiculous. It's fucking I mean, ridiculous. Like man. what? She would be in jail a hundred percent, a hundred percent. She'd be in jail if she wasn't who anybody she was. Else. She was yeah. like anybody she else. She would definitely be in jail. And I'm not a Hillary supporter straight, by any means either. Straight federal lockup. Right. right. No public hearing. <laughs> See ya. And she's like running for president. <laughs> yeah. Um, you did what with a secure server? And, and, but I also want to say is like Trump never had that opportunity to do something emails. that fucked up because yeah. he's not a politician. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that one of my major issues with Trump outside of the whole like media portrayal is that you have a guy that's never done <laughs> any form of any level of this job. And now he's coming in at the top spot. Like, there's a purpose why yeah. someone starts at the bottom of the chain and work their way up. There might be an issue with the learning curve, mm-hmm. but... Uh, there already he, is. I yeah. mean, he says he does want intelligence briefings. He, he's doing a lot of things untraditionally, which I don't think necessarily is a bad thing, because we are in a new day and age. I feel like, especially in our politics, is way behind. You know, if you look at something like banking, banking has adapted to the technological age. You know, you can do a lot of banking shit online. Um, you can do transfers. I mean, you can never even go to a bank and handle your bank account. But our politics is in this really weird phase of like still being really this bullshit. 
you know? Like, the whole campaign season was about emails and grabbing pussies. It had nothing to do with... Politics. Well, well what, the, the issues, issues at hand. The issues, the issues at hand, hand, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody knows this. and It almost looks more like it's, entertainment. It's That's why I yeah. look at it. It's more like entertainment. And if you want to see change, you have to go locally. It, change never happens from the top and trickles down. It starts from the bottom and it goes up. You know, lasting change. Lasting change, exactly. Lasting change. Uh, most most things comes from the top down, but lasting change. I think in society, and bottom. you're talking about communities, it starts from the bottom and it goes up. Because yeah. if you have all these little towns prospering, then it makes the whole pie a lot better. Well, it's like a, it's like a, so it's like think of like construction and a foundation. Mm-hmm. So like your your foundation if your your foundation is gonna have to adapt to whatever it is you're building, and uh, you know you can see the foundation of a a, a country or a people uh, symbolically, which is what most people from the top down do. So, um, it's it's very interesting, but you say you say it's like entertainment and. It is what you make of it. Uh, you can you could focus on what they've said about the uh, about certain issues. The reality is, 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 is you, you know this from we both know this because of a uh, we just do. It's it's it, you know it's one job. It's one man. That's you know, the other thing. Fucking it's one position. <laughs> it's one position. Relax. You don't need to put an anal probe up their ass. Yeah. It's, it's one, one position, guy, you know. It's the, it's, really it's the patriarchal daddy, mm-hmm. you know. That's what that's well, why people make such a big deal out of it. It's the face it's, of the brand. Yeah, it's the face it's of the, the brand. Face of the brand of the you know the U.S. of A. Yeah, but, uh, it's what it is, and it's a represent. It's supposed to be a representation of the people. Well, for sure, all. for sure, represent like no matter what. Like you better be patriotic or get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Seriously, because that's I'll, what his whole campaign was on. You know. Like, even his catchphrase is, like, really fucking... You better represent your like, country or shut the fuck up. Well, that just goes back. That's a bigger team aspect right there. And that's yeah. what divides us from country to country is that we are yeah. all in this team mentality. Like, we don't understand that we're all the same fucking thing. We're if all If you think about beings. it, though, our borders have been open for a long-ass time. It wouldn't hurt to kind of, like, I don't know. I'm an immigrant. <laughs> so. I, I understand, man. Mm-hmm. Like... What if, just temporarily, you shut it down? Like, you, you just, you put a uh, reverse osmosis filter on that fucking immigration border. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just, I don't know, temporarily, and maybe... So what would you think? Maybe you open it back up later on, because we need, you know, I think I think we have an international empire. And, uh, I say we, and... You know, we. I, I don't want to be too attached to any of this that I say, really. I'm really not attached. It's all... It's here now, but it doesn't have to be there. It doesn't all have to be there tomorrow. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, that's what people, you know, need need to remind themselves, even about, like, my own life. I There's certain bad habits that I have, but they don't need to be repeated, it's mm-hmm. a choice. I can change. People can change. 
Well, that's the whole point. And that's one thing about politics that really frustrates me is when, like, they're like, oh, Clinton didn't change her mind on gay marriage till 2011 or whatever it was. It's like, yeah, people changed their mind, dude. Like, people grow. People People change change their their mind. mind, If people had the same mentality from when you were 20 to 50, would you want to talk to that fucking person? (laughs) No. That'd be a horrible conversation. Hey, hey, lose lose my number. Right. I don't, you wouldn't want to friends. talk to that person. I want someone that's open-minded. You know what? Maybe I was off on that. Like, yeah. maybe I should change my mind on that. Yeah, you know that one day where I said a uh, racist thing? Yeah, I didn't really mean that. Sorry. Yeah. I was being a dick. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I respect that person way more than the person's like, then just kind of like wiggles their way out of it. Yeah. Well, you know, when I said, it's like, no, like, I was an asshole. Sorry. I apologize. I'm truly sorry. I did not mean that. That's not how I actually think. But I've then, been educated on the subject. But then there's always that guy who's apologizing every other yeah, All the day. time, yeah. Full balance. It all comes changes. to balance. Yeah, like that wiener guy. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No. The reason this whole Clinton email thing happened? Oh, that guy. That guy is a fucking animal. Savage. <laughs> He's like... He said a dick fix to 15-year-olds on that server. It's fucking hilarious. Well, he already had a huge sex scandal come out. Like I don't years know about prior, this. no. So years prior, he had this huge sex scandal come Is out. Is it the guy? His last name's Wiener. That's the funniest part. His last name's Wiener. He's okay. just fling his dick all just, around. Dog. He's just rocking out with his cock out. He got that last name just so he could do whatever with his dick. Well, <laughs> God bless you. God bless America. <laughs> God bless America. And he still has a job. That's the best part out of the whole thing. He still has a job. Still has a job. Oh, you man. know. But it was just really silly when the whole grab, Savage. like grabber by the pussy thing came out, and they thought that was going to ruin Trump. I'm like, that's not that's going to only help. Like, he got himself out of so many situations that would ruin any other politician. On the first debate, when they asked him about the pussy comments, it was like the first or second debate. Oh my god! It's so and his funny. retaliation was pause, smirk at the camera, because they were like, you know, you know, um, why do you treat women this way? And he looks at the camera and goes. Only Rosie O'Donnell. And everyone cracks <laughs> the fuck up, dude. Like any other politician, that's donezo. Game over. You're yeah. done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But he is so great at communication. And he's very great at perception. Because he uses visual images as opposed to rhetoric. Like when they asked him about ISIS, he's he a, doesn't he doesn't say... He's a winner. He's a winner. That's what it is. See, I don't believe that. I think he's rich, and he's always listen, been rich, and li- that's why he wins. Listen. If he didn't have the money, he would guys, never win. Guys like that, if he cares and you win over on him, he wants to win over on you just as bad. Yeah, because his ego is involved in it. I mean, his ego is more is important that bad? than anything. Uh, it can be. I don't. I'm not saying it is all bad or all good. You know what's funny about all that, all that um, grabber by the pussy thing? Mm-hmm. To me, it, it seems like a one-liner comedic joke. That's what it became. I mean, Trump Nobody, free pussy. No one could say pussy before. Now, <laughs> pussy is acceptable. You can say the word pussy and people don't like cringe. Like if you say cunt. powerful, bro. Yeah, but it's true. It's powerful. It's very powerful. But listen, let me tell you something. Nobody out there is grabbing anybody by the pussy. <laughs> uh, it's you have to, you have to, you have to have a technique. And I've never heard of 
Nobody's grabbing pussies. I'm sorry. Nobody's. No doing one it. that wasn't before. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're grabbing pussies before that, you're probably still trying to grab pussies. But I don't think like I've the never increase heard happened. Of anybody grabbing a pussy? But when I heard <laughs> that joke, I thought it was funny. Me too. Everyone it was did. Hilarious. It was funny. Well, a it was funny because it was like from 20 years ago, so it wasn't like this happened last really? week. He's like stepping off of a jet. He probably literally. He was just uh, grabbing pussy. He was doing an interview. I forget the guy's name, but he worked for Access Hollywood at the time, and so he's already mic'd up. Is that the weird when you see guy? Huh. That's not the wiener guy. No, it? the wiener guy is like a senator or some shit. Yeah, I know. But, um... No, he, yeah, he was like... But he, yeah. he was on Access Hollywood. The cameras weren't rolling. Because there's no video of him Wasn't saying he that. Wasn't stepping off audio. of a jet? No, he's stepping off the tour bus. A tour bus. That's a tour bus, yeah. Well, they were in the tour bus talking. And then the video is them walking out after he said it. Right. Um... Right. <sighs> bigger issues that I had with Trump looks, is like... looks at the camera. Right. Grab her by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> The memes would have went crazy if there was actual video. But his whole push was like, I'm not a politician, I'm a man of the people. But then if you watch his first interview after getting elected with 60 Minutes, he totally goes back on a lot of the main things he's talked about in his campaign. You know, he was talking... Oh, thank you. He was talking about how Hillary Clinton needs to be prosecuted and go to jail. And then in the interview, she says... They're good people. I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to do anything to them. Yeah. And it's like, well, where did all that go? You just spent two years calling this woman crooked Hillary Clinton, calling her a criminal, and we have to go after her. And don't get me wrong. She should be in jail. Do not get me wrong. But then you win, and they're good people. They don't want to hurt anybody. It's just like, where's the flip, man? Like, why would you flip like that? When that was such a vital part of it's gonna It's going to be very interesting to see, uh, you know. I'm gonna hype. Right, right now he's just president elect. Uh, he, he'll be in here pretty soon, in office. Um, you know, it's funny. He probably has a more ball in house than the White House. He's like the White House. Oh, they already said bitch, he's I not living there. Stay there. He's not living there. Right. Ivanka's gonna, or is that the, no the Russian the, broad? What's the wife? The, That's Ivanka. Just say the Russian chick. The Russian wife. The Russian chick. The new wife. <laughs> the bride. But she's living in New York with. I didn't even know he had a younger son till he uh, finally got into office. I had no idea oh, he had like he's a taken ten year old over kid. The business, the ten year old. He's like, guess who's balling now? So she's staying in New York. He's not hey. even living at the White House. He's gonna stay in a penthouse by the White House because he's walking in there like, I grew up in something better than this shit. Like, <laughs> it's he's crazy, not gonna right? live there. It's so crazy. I think it's um, interesting though. I'm glad and you say you say you say keep the negative and the positive in mind. Of course. Um I just I, I feel like, you know, these these media outlets, the uh, incendiary things are are they're they're always focused on the negatives. Well they're focused on um, story. They're focusing on building a narrative. I mean a, a big reason why Trump got so much press that he did is because he's saying outrageous shit. But it's genius. The money he spent on press versus the money Clinton sp- spent on press are so drastically different. Because he just was like, in a weird way, and I don't know if this is his game plan, but it's almost like he looks at the game and knows how to manipulate it in the right way. He's so when winner, he dude. says ridiculous shit, in his mind, like he he was making like, I never really watched the full speech, but when he uh, allegedly made fun of the mentally handicapped kid. 
But then that became like a huge news story. <sighs> but that got so much free attention for him. So he's not really worried about offending a certain group of people. He's just worried about getting the coverage. And then that's what got his name out there. And then they're saying he's losing all these polls, but then he ends up winning. Yeah, because what happens is uh, it's it, it, it's it's very simple and, like, I feel like it's very simple uh, basic human behavior. Like, you know, there's this new guy. He represents the alpha patriarch against, uh, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, make of that what you will. I'm not a fan. Well, Hillary was a representation of old government. I'm not, I'm not a, a fan. Of a traditional candidate that you would expect for president. She's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she's got a certain track record. There's, there's, I don't have to say anything. Right. Then what's already out there, you know, she is who she is. I'm not a fan. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I wasn't sure what to make of him, but, uh, yeah. Well, it's odd because people will He's look here. at her shicey business practices. But it's not like Trump's free from that either. I mean, his Trump University is by far one of the most sketchiest fucking things I've ever heard of in my life. Like, they wouldn't tell you, like, congratulations for graduating. Uh, How did they put it? It was really funny because they essentially formed it in a way where you'd be like, thank you for letting me come to this school. As opposed to, like, here's my money, I want to get an education. So they build, like, this weird culture of, like, we're here to benefit you. And if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. But then the whole school ended up going bankrupt. And it's just really shysty. And he definitely has some shysty business practices. But also, at the same time, his name is a brand. So anything with his brand on it, people automatically associate to him. And he might necessarily not even have, like, any actual, like, communication on how that's actually built, how it's designed. You know, like, he might never even touch that project, okay. but since something fucked me, up happens, let me he gets the blame for it. Let me ask you something. And, you know, we're here in a pretty pretty good college town. Mm-hmm. Let's say above average, I would have to say, as far as, like, just lifestyle and actual education. Mm-hmm. Um, who's going to Trump University? Well, that was the hey, other fucked man. up part about it. it hey, was- man. You wanna you wanna be a dominant billionaire like the guy who opened up the school or nah? If it's nah, then you not about that life. If you're not about that life, but then, they targeted hey they targeted people. See ya, that right? well they were targeting people lower income that wanted to build their own businesses, okay. which is a great idea. Okay, so it's a cool so, idea. So small business startups. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's Learning awesome. Business and stuff that's like awesome. That. But it's, it's really American. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, the school failed for some reason. Yeah. I'm well, just saying he has shitey business practices, just like Hillary does, because he's a millionaire, and that's what they do. I, I mean, he's a billionaire, not a, a million, billionaire. Not sorry, a billionaire. doesn't make uh, the argument any better. <laughs> Uh, well, here's it's the just thing. weird. When you're, like, when you're that big, what you do is you you just open up you you, you have a, a bunch, bunch of shit. a bunch of different businesses, and your your direct interaction with these businesses is um, if you're really a boss, if you're really your own boss, you have um, not as much interaction with these all these different businesses as you think. 
there are simply executive meetings and like a bunch of accountants and stuff like that and just all the paperwork stuff is what needs to get done and if it's not profitable then it doesn't deserve that much attention if it's profitable from the get then you bet it's going to get the attention it deserves right uh it's it, it's just it's just the dynamic and if it fails who you know, we need to move on. Shut it down. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's let's do something else. Yeah. You know, it's well. It's the issue non-stop. with the school is like a lot of people, all these lower income people, invest a lot of money, but then they didn't even end up getting a degree from it because the school shut down and essentially said, "You still yeah. owe us this money, but we're not going to give you anything for it." So it put a lot of people in a bad position. You know, but I don't want to harp just on Trump University. My big issue with him, yeah, was my biggest issue. Is that you have someone that has never not had money, right? And then they go to Michigan and Ohio and PA, and he talks their rhetoric. He doesn't say me or I. He says we and our. And he talks to the people that lives were ruined because all these uh, car manufacturing companies went overseas. That's how I'm that's, from that's Warren, a, Ohio, that's right? That's an example, right? With I, the with the. Uh, here we had a Ford. Yeah. Oh, dude. I we grew up in Warren, Ohio. The whole town is a shitstorm now because all these plants left. That's where everyone worked. What was up in? The, uh, what was over there in Warren? GM. It was GM. It was GM. And uh, I bet your ass that was a big old plant. Oh, it was huge, dude. The whole fucking town worked there. I mean, it was it was insane when when they let go of all those people. And this is a very important issue, man. Uh, you, you you're talking about. You know, the the manufacturing that, you know, makes all these different, all the things that we have. Everything that is, we use on a day-to-day basis. Everything that we produce, right? So, like, think of, think of like, uh, em- employees. Like, the government is trying to manage a bunch of, like, employees. and but But the government, at the end of the day... The people want the government to help them succeed. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to succeed. And, you know, pushing all the manufacturing overseas is not helping everybody succeed. It just well, not. Well, yeah, because now it, we're a country it, of consumers instead of producers yeah. and consumers. The middle class is at its best, and this is what's happening in China right now, because they're producing and consuming. Yeah. But now we're in a spot where we just consume. We don't really produce yeah, all that we're, much. We're we're in a perpetual loop of um, obsolescent uh, manufacturing. Like I I forget what the term is, but it basically is is it's, it's the ultimate capitalistic co- consumer culture of uh, of manufacturing stuff that is designed to fail, so you can just simply get more stuff later on. Um, you know, if you push all the manufacturing out of the country, it's not good, man. What we do- we've seen, we've seen what that ha- What what what's the result of that? So we, when he's talking about bringing these jobs back, we need to bring myself the, personally. Yeah. That is a major part of what I will kind of make my judgment on after uh, he leaves, if he's able to do that, because he's made. Let's be honest, some really extreme promises. And I hope he comes through on some of it. And I know as a president, you're not going to get everything done let's, because you're t- you're working with people. You know, it's not just one man's all decision. All right, let's 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 move on. You know, uh, manufacturing. You know, the Tesla plant—they mm-hmm. just opened up. They're manufacturing batteries, and it's 
you know, we need to be supporting this. Uh, apparently, at CES, you know, that just passed, we there's a electric electric car that's uh, you know faster than Tesla ludicrous mode, and that you could uh, eventually get it for a five thousand dollar deposit. Um, you know, and then you have this Gigafactory. I don't know if people know this, but I think it's in the middle of the nowhere in the desert, somewhere in the southwestern United States. I believe it's Nevada. Um, they built a, a crazy, crazy manufacturing uh, complex facility uh, building that's um, very energy efficient that is going to uh, manufacture uh, Tesla batteries. And Tesla batteries are very top shelf, top notch battery technology, super efficient. They're just awesome things. People even put it, put them in their homes, attach them to some uh, solar panels, and uh, you know, it, guess what? The it's 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 like the world's biggest like factory. Like it's it's amazing. Look it up. Uh, guess what? It's in the United States, and uh, we need more of that. Right. Um, you know. But now we're in this weird space. Like, if you look at Apple's all new, that. Uh, we need all that shit. But if you look at like Apple's new uh, iMac, it was actually pre- they made it in Texas, and the issue that they're having now, this is the lowest rated uh, iMac to come out. Um, lowest rated because they're saying. We don't have the skilled labor that China has because we haven't been doing it. Wow. So now they're like contemplating taking it back because we haven't been producing this now, stuff. Now there's like a good reason to go overseas. Exactly. Or even if you do it in-house, bring people from overseas to work on it. And now, they look at cost at the end of the day. Now it's like... We, you know, it's, we just, we, we need to, to, to feed a, you know, a, we need to create a system where, um, it's feeding itself in mm-hmm. a positive way. Well, it's kind and of like not, you take out, but you're putting more back into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's what needs you to happen to where we're. This, this, this vampiristic model of infinite growth where. You, you know, you have no loyalty to the countries you do business with. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a shame. But I think there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff happening, like this uh, Gigafactory. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it was like, it was designed all in three D modeling on soft in software. Nice, like the whole thing, and the the concept of the, the of the design of the facility is to uh, really, really. Um, focus on the workflow of of the of the factory um so extremely space efficient so that um the work it's it's like fluid okay it's like a it's like the work the 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 production is like water falling down like it's 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 very very exciting it, it was designed like a cpu like micro architecture they kind of took that approach to it. It's very interesting to listen to this guy, Elon Musk, talk. Mm-hmm. It's very, very progressive um, to a fault, like where he's talking about going to Mars and stuff. Uh, for sure, relax. Do not talk about Mars. <laughs> Why are we going to Mars? Excuse They're talking me? about starting a whole new civilization up there. Excuse me, sir. Uh, nobody wants to go to Mars. <laughs> Oh yeah, they do. There's I mean, 200 million people me. that opted in to do the first. Hey, uh, hey, 
200 million. 200 million. Who? Let them go. You want to go? No. They can go. They can go. And I'll watch. (laughs) I'll watch. I'll watch. But I won't go. (laughs) I mean, it'd it'd be an interesting life journey for sure. I mean, I mean, let, let's I think it's funny. Let's keep it one hundred percent. They might not even it's, make it. It's amazing, though, right? I mean, they might not even make it to Mars. You can sign up for that mission, and you might not even make can it. Can you there. imagine being the billionaire with his hands on his sides, looking up at the rocket that's shooting a bunch of th- people to another planet, and he's like, "Yeah." I did that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Can you imagine? Well, that's interesting. Like, kind of like one... Have a nice trip. <laughs> right? Well, going back to what, what we were kind of talking about before, where it's like, like how something happens and we continue to want to push it forward, but that didn't seem to happen with space. It's like we got to the moon and then we were like... Well, there's a bunch of conspiracy theories. Same thing with the, with the, the um, with elections and all that. Yeah. I'm... I've I've gone balls deep, straight, jumped into the rabbit hole, and popped out through another dimension with these yeah. fucking conspiracy theories. But you know when you're when you're talking to you know down to earth people like like yourself, um, you just you 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 have to talk about relatable subject matter, mm-hmm. and that stuff is just so out there, and uh, really it is. And what I've accumulated is, is really the reason we went to space was competition. It wasn't because we were sitting here like wanting to go to space. It's because Russia was trying to go to space as it well. Was, uh, it was competition to who can get there first. And yeah. then after that happened, we got there. Supposedly, depending on what conspiracy theory. Well, first first but, there was the arms race. Then there was the space race. Mm-hmm. So first, first it was, you know, who's going to... Who's got the biggest dick, right? So, and then we, we, first there was like the atom bomb. Then there was like the, like the I don't know the history, but then there was like an even better one, like an H bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, then then there was space. You know, that was the new frontier, right? Who's gonna get to the moon first? Who's gonna get to space first? Yeah, it's competition teams. It was competition. Same. Then it just kind of like stopped. Well, we got to the apparently we got to the moon and. Yeah, we planted our flag, and that was Call it. Called it a day. Called it a day. We're like, then Elon Musk popped down. He's like, we're going to Mars, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that moon. <laughs> All right, moon was boring as shit. Yeah. Uh, I heard there's water on Mars. Who Ooh, wants let's to go? go. <laughs> <laughs> you in? It'd be, Great, cause it, I'm not going. It'd be uh, a cool thing to live through. It'd be a cool thing to observe what? and watch, because nowadays, you know, back then, they didn't Crazy. necessarily have the technology to get video footage of all this shit. I'd be doing podcasts every day. Oh, yeah. Well, you could have a podcast just It'd watching like, what hey, was going hey, on. Hey, check out this backdrop. It's Mars, bitch. Mars, bitch. <laughs> Suck it. Well, remember when they, a couple years ago, they first started talking about the Mars trip, and then they were talking about making it into, like, a reality show, where 24-7 you could tune in and see what was happening on the mission to Mars? Did you see that? It's insane. Yeah, so essentially, insane. we could just like log into a website, see what's going on on the travel to Mars. Uh, they do it with light, so it's like uh, you know zeros and ones. So they just they do it with light. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It being the same thing to watch, being the same thing to live through. You know, yeah, I wouldn't go at all, yeah, but I would no. love to watch it, and well, I would love to he- talk to the people well, that want to go. Let me. You know, I talk shit on it, but man, 
if if people really go there with the intention of like terraforming a paradise, what a beautiful thing. But I don't know. I think we should focus on what we got, man. Definitely. We should focus on if what we, we focus got. focus more on the if earth you, that we have. If you really think that you're going over there to terraform, I don't know what to say. It's just so out there. I don't know what to You say. don't know what's on you, that planet. You, you need to take your lithium. <laughs> well, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. I mean, they can do all the research they want, but when you land and you're there and you're not coming back, you see the monsters that Earth has. And we have legitimate monsters here. So don't think that there's... What, you think fucking Mars is just going to be just desert? There's going to be things that live there. Yeah. Fucking dinosaurs coming back. Is that, <laughs> you know? Like, that'd be the craziest part. It's finding the other life that's already there. If there is life. You fucking get to Mars, there's like a nine-foot reptilian taps you on the shoulder. <laughs> I need you to leave Mars. <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't uh, think they'd see, ask. The thing is, is my Uber left. Uh, We're only I'm brought up here. gas here. Can we be friends? I'm going to eat you. <laughs> He's like, bitch, get the fuck off my planet. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 exciting, though. I mean, It's exciting. It's cool to watch. It's cool to observe. It's cool to be a, kind of exciting. a part of, you know? I like... You know, I'm, I'm really just talking shit. Yeah, of course. I, it's it's really just me uh, making fun of a very complex situation, if you think about it. Uh, I, I simply simplify it by making fun of it. Uh, the reality is, is there, there, there could be a uh, an asteroid with an iron core that's going, I don't know, 25,000 miles per hour. <laughs> That's what? A mile wide? And if it hits us, it's just over with. Uh, the memory of me talking is in the ether. Like that. Yeah. Everything is in the ether. Just like that. Everything. It's in the Akashic Records. Nowhere, nowhere to be found or touched. Or manipulated. In an instant. In an instant. So, hey... You want to go to Mars? Do your thing. Yeah. Do your Good thing. luck. <laughs> Do your thing. Because shit, if we get hit, you motherfuckers better survive. You better not be sending out some pussies out there. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Say if something like that did happen and a few people survived, would we even have, would they even have the ability to really survive? Because we don't, we don't have those survivors, survival skills kind of built into us anymore. There's a lot of things that we do nowadays. Like, I would never think to use an actual map. I use the GPS. But if you grew up only using GPS, you would never be able to really find, figure out a map. You know? Yeah. And using tools like that, if we just got yeah, fucked like, by a comet. Like, the com- the whole compass thing, guys? Yeah, I don't know if that works on Mars, guys. I don't know if Might be true, a little different, you I know? Don't know? I don't know if True North is True North on Mars. <laughs> I don't know, man. Good luck with that shit. Well, what they're signing up for is a death sentence. I mean, you're going to die. If you make it there, you're definitely going to die there. 100%. Well, you're going to die anyway, right? But you're going to... question is, are we going to prosper on Mars? How do we prosper on Mars? Uh... Let's talk about atmosphere and gravity. Yeah. Uh, apparently, apparently, the gravity is a 
It's a go. Mm-hmm. It's a go. So that's good. Number two, uh, the surface conditions is also a go. Uh, and then you have the atmosphere, right? We have to terraform it. That's what it is. Uh, what you're talking about with Mars is a, is a terraform terraforming project. Uh, it it simply seems like a wasteland. They keep talking about water on Mars. Uh, water on Mars apparently was like fiction, total science fiction, just a couple years ago, man. Yeah. A couple years ago. No, there's absolutely nothing on Mars, man. It, there's like... It's, like a vacuum over there it's like red soil like arizona or some shit looks like arizona there's nothing on there but um yeah it's a terraforming project if you ask me i mean what else what else are we gonna fuck what what else are we gonna do with that you know what you know what else is more interesting to me uh uh mining mining like asteroids like um you know, because, like, you know how we exploit countries like Africa or whatnot? How cool would it be is if we get, like, unlimited source of, like, I don't fucking know, silicon or gold, some, like, really awesome mineral. Okay. And we just have, like, cobalt or some shit that's, like, really hard to get. What if we find an asteroid and we just get, like, a fuck ton of it? <laughs> like, how good is that? It's so good. Yeah. Like, it just pump the, the technology up with the best shit, like... Yeah, that's that seems super like that seems like a good idea. That seems like a very good idea. Mining those asteroids, like finding a good one that has like trillions of dollars worth of minerals on there, right? Because you can literally translate it. Because they have like prices of like mm-hmm. pound of platinum or whatnot. Like an yeah. ounce of gold is what fits somewhere around fifteen hundred, right? So. Yeah, I think that's... It would be like a gold mine. Dude, literally, yeah. it's like a gold mine. Like, yeah. Isn't that that's, weird? Like a fucking rock floating in space just like comes into the earth and it's like worth a billion dollars to us? Off of a concept that we made ourselves, money. I don't know, man. Money's weird. It's weird. Money's like one of the weirdest things ever. It's weird. It's like we all agreed that this has value. But if the Earth ended today, and there's a couple of fuckers left, would money even be valuable to you? Let's talk money. Let's talk money. It's at the point now. It's like a. It's it's like it points at the arcade. Like if you had two thousand dollars in the bank and you took two hundred out, it's not like someone goes to your vault, takes two hundred dollars out of your two thousand, and now you have eighteen hundred dollars left in your little box. Oh, it's just a fucking. It's it's points in yeah. your account. It's just like going to Chuck E. fucking Cheese. What? You know? Because you never actually have that money. Like, you never hold that money. It's somewhere else. I think this fiat currency that is this oiled-back USD, we should revert to the, the, the USD being backed by gold, not oil. Yeah. Or, or something similar, something that's actual valuable. I mean, gold gold has a, a history, so gold is doable. Gold is doable. You can do gold. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is, 
that's that's the whole thing the whole thing is the the, the money game the international banking game mm-hmm. those those international banking families uh they run shit I saw an article today eight people controls the world's money now they run shit eight people including like Bill Gates Zuckerberg yeah the way the way we're headed is like a well, you already have the International Monetary Fund, the IMF. They're the the, the International Monetary something like mm-hmm. that. It's like it represents international banking. Central. It's like mm-hmm. the way we're headed is like centralized one world banking, and all like digital. And all digital, by the way. Yeah, it's silly. It's weird. You have you have you looked into the Bitcoin thing? Of course. It's like it's like cryptographic money. I think that's where it's going inevitably. It's like at some point it's gonna have to go that way. Can you imagine anonymous secured transactions? And you you cannot be mugged. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you can be robbed. There's You'd be always, more like there's, cyber there, robbed. There's than always physically yeah. robbed on the street. Yeah. Can you That's crazy, man. It's something to consider, you know? I mean, cuz nowadays what is money? It's not like you walk around if you had 2 grand, you wouldn't have 2 grand in your pocket, you have it on a card. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. The the only reason why the U.S. dollar is is you know the shit. By the way, the euro is stronger and the oh man the 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 British they they didn't go to the European Union. Isn't that right. crazy? Oh yeah, the Brexit thing. Yeah, the Brexit. Yeah, yeah. It's a ballsy move. But the <laughs> the USD the reason why it's it's good is because it's backed by oil. Mm-hmm. And the, the the U.S. keeps their um, the oil from their land as reserves, if not just being consumed by the military or whatnot. Uh, yeah, it's it's backed by oil. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why it's still that's it's why the it's most still prized good. resource we have. I feel like it's oil. I mean, that's what we go to war over. It's it's what we fight for. It's what we need to have to yeah. keep the whole ship running. So there's so there's three there's three reasons why you go to war. It's uh, God, uh, God, gold, and something else. God's the weirdest one because no one knows. It's just all opinion. No one has any facts to back up their claims, but they'll they'll die for it. They'll die for it. Yeah. And we see that, and we see that to this day in 2017, people are willing to die for something that they have no proof of whatsoever. It's just a pure belief, and it's based off of. Their culture. Their culture is built around this idea. And if you think outside of that box, they'll just fucking murder you. And we're lucky enough to live that's in a, a country that we can actually discuss these things. That's a that that's a shame, man. And, it is. Uh, but if you think about it, you know it that's human history. Absolutely. Human human history is is filled with these stories of God and I will do this for God. You know, I will kill you for my God. Well, it's the idea of something better is going to happen in the afterlife. 
And that's what a lot of religion sells you on is, is life's going to be better life in the after afterlife. Death. Right. As opposed to being like, well, life could just be like really cool right now. Yeah. If you stop being such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but you could be a dick and life will be better after you die. Yeah. But I have no facts to back that up with. All right. Now go ahead and strap in and uh, we're going to give you a call on the cell phone. You're going to blow up and you're going to have 70 virgins. Yeah, right. All right. Pussy's so strong that people are willing to die for it in another dimension. Not up in here. <laughs> Not up in here. That's one of my favorite Rogan stand-up jokes. Yeah. It's like, pussy's so great, you would die to get pussy in another dimension. <laughs> Yeah. That's so funny, but so that's true. How, that's how strong the pussy magnet is. I guess so. I mean, I hope you don't like dick. <laughs> you get... Jeez. <laughs> Infinite amount of dick in women. I love it. Is that what they tell the women? Like, just keep your face covered up. You're just gonna and you're get, gonna get so much filled. cock when you die. You won't even care that you had to cover your face for, <laughs> for this whole life. I don't know, man. I might blow myself. No, I'm kidding. I would never do that. No. Uh, but Especially for is, an ideology. The thing is, they use, uh, if you think about it, uh, some religions are like a type of mind control. So, yeah. like, you, you have, as a human being, you have all your natural instincts, and then you have everything else. Now, let's cover all your natural instincts. I give you water. I give you food. Let's say you, you you even get shelter and you even get affection. Uh, that's every day. Your basic instincts are covered. Um, eventually, you you can get you can easily get uh, procreate easily. With all that covered, what else do you have? Right. So it begs me to think that at the end of the day. We're really just learning about ourselves. We're just learning about ourselves, man. We gotta let each other grow. You know? You know, you make a mistake. I help you with your mistake. Life moves on. That's the worst. When people make a mistake and they feel like it's the end of the world. It's like, no, you just took a chance. And there's nothing wrong with taking yeah, a chance. Yeah, and there's a, there's a thing with this, this, this millennial culture that we're a part of. That like it's become uncool to take a chance. Yeah. Like if I if I if it's I, supposed if, to be like everyone else. Like you know? oh my god, what is he talking about? Like he, yeah, da da da. Like well, it's that everyone has a voice, and not that, before not everyone had a voice. Yeah, and now that everyone does, they feel like their opinion needs to be heard. But there's take, too many fucking people to have everyone's opinions heard. There's just too many. There's 320 million people in our country alone, and we're a small country in comparison to like a China or India. They're dealing with so it's we got 300 million and 100 million Mexicans. <laughs> Allah, Allah, <laughs> Allah. They do all the work. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, they do all the work that we don't want to do. Hey, man. And that's where American like the whole wall thing. Jobs. I get really confused about when people are like, "Build the wall." Well, who the fuck's gonna cut your grass in L.A. then, you cocksucker? Well, they're already here. Yeah, they're here. They're 100 million strong. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah. It's just... Uh, with that whole issue, it, it I always feel weird about yeah. it. Because it's like, this country is built on immigration. 
Like, that's the whole concept of America, is people coming from other countries to come here for a better life. Yeah. And well, we- I put myself in their shoes. If if I'm in a country where the carts- where the cops are just as willing to kill me because they have a 50-50 shot of being part of the cartel, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then it's like, would you not... Would you not try to sneak into the country that's part of your same continent to escape that? You know? So, that's why I'm not so gung-ho on building this wall and keeping them out. I think there's a right way to come into the country. Yeah. Absolutely. But, if that process is so tedious and, and kind of impossible to even get in here the legal way, if I was in their situation, I would probably do the same thing. But we lose that. We lose, like, what if I was in that person's situation? We don't always think of it like that. No, we, we don't. And that's that's human nature. But yeah. uh, I th- I think that uh, I can personally attest to this, being an immigrant. I didn't know English when I came here when I was seven. But uh, I learned it quick because, you know, being young, you got a fresh brain sponging up that information um listen if you're if you're out there you're you're a legal immigrant and you don't you're not very good at english do yourself a fucking favor get your english on point and i'm not even making fun of anybody get no, your I mean, get your english on how you gonna point. communicate how hey, you man, gonna prosper in this country you, if you, don't know you the speak language. spanish cool man i'm not taking that away from you yeah there's nothing wrong with speaking Spanish, hit, but if you're coming to a country... Hit that Rosetta Stone. Yeah, I mean, if you're coming to a country to prosper... Hit that Rosetta Stone hard. And to think that you're not going to learn that country's language... Go fuck yourself. Well, it's just not going to happen. Well, go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Yourself. I mean, it's, it's... It's like where I'm from is Quebec. Everybody else in Canada speaks English, right? It's British colonies. But uh, we, we declared, you know, f- French. You mm-hmm. know, that's our thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Good luck trying to take that away. Yeah, good, I mean, it's like yeah. going there good. and refusing to speak hey, French. Everybody, good luck. <laughs> well, it's weird. Like, would you go there, not learn French, and expect to prosper? Hey, well, you, you can get away with speaking English, like, 100% of the time over there. So it's like, it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it's like, a, if, if you talk about, like, Montreal, for example, it's actually, like, an international destination. Like you know, like so. Like in your situation, you didn't learn English. Everyone spoke French, but everyone also spoke English there. So like, so like my the first seven years uh-huh. that I grew up in Quebec, uh, I nothing but French. Okay, right. I'm sure there was like what you would call like Franglish, like the <laughs> the, 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 the mixing, yeah. The, yeah, the mixing of the two, and like a in like a local way, like everywhere, like Boston has like a local accent. Like New York is, so it's like mini cultures within the bigger culture, yeah. like subcultures. It's a type of French. Yeah. Gotcha. So, and the, the point is, is I learned English really quickly because you know, it's, it's what you do. Well, if you want to play the game, it's it's what you do. Yeah. It's just what you do, man. Uh, that I mean, that's that. I guess it's pretty obvious, and you know, people have to. Uh, these uh, immigrants need to understand. People people get frustrated, man. You don't speak English, like we're impatient. Whip, we're whip not going to go through that. Whip out your universal translator, or something. <laughs> well, nowadays, with 
your smartphone. The, well, yeah, smartphone programs like Rosetta Stone. I mean, it's done. It's more about the attitude you have towards it. It's the attitude and 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 uh, not speak, not learning the English is a direct reflection of your attitude, and yeah, yeah. You have to adapt to the culture you're going into. And you can't think that you're going to go into another culture and they're going to adapt to the way you do things. Yeah. Because you're an individual in the sea of many. Yes. You know? Yes. Language is so big, man. Like you're a snowflake in a blizzard. That's what that is. I feel touched. <laughs> I feel like I understand the world. <laughs> Are you saying I'm like a unique snowflake? <laughs> Are you saying I'm special? That's, that's one of the biggest problems I feel with, especially the millennials, is that we are sold on being special and unique. And, there and, was just a speech about this, man. Well, Simon Sinek has a really great talk about this. Yeah. Where he talks about what how we are labeled this? as lazy and we are labeled as uh, essentially... I, like, I deal with this at, this, you know, at my job hmm? a lot. And I know my place. In the, in all of that, uh, the the reality is, is it's easy, it's easy for you to slack off. It's easy for you to uh, project the difficulties that you have in life onto other things, but yourself. Well, it's always easier to point the finger, yeah, and to, instead of having self reflection, but and realizing what you can do. To make yourself better. To anybody, which you can get out of the situation. To anybody out there who has trouble working that regular ass, pain in the ass job, let me tell you what. Get good at something. That's your passion. What the fuck about. are you good at? Like, like, what's your best shit? Like, if you're coming up to me and you're, you're bullshitting with me and I ask you all of a sudden, like, we become buds. I ask you, like, what's your shit? Like, what are you good at? Get good at something. Like, if you can't work those regular-ass jobs, it's okay. It's okay. Get good at something. Yeah. You know? And just get good at something. Yeah. And then fucking hustle it. And that's where you see a lot of... It's interesting working with, like, older people that never move from their position. Because you kind of see how... Well, you see how they, they never did that. They were just at their job, and they're cool with like coming to and their job okay. and complaining. And there's nothing wrong with and that. That's okay. But if you want to, excuse, me. and I hate to put it this way, but just have like more, probably more fulfillment out of your life and yeah. what you do on your day to day. It's a choice. It's your choice. It's your choice. You know, and it's having like honest, true assessment with yourself, self assessment with yourself. Like when I was thinking about what <laughs> I want to do, because I am overworking these like regular jobs. And you start thinking about, well, what am I good at? Like, what is me as a person? What are something that just, like, comes to me? It's, it's not something that, like... You Above know, I feel average. Like, yeah. And I'm just good at talking. I'm good at listening to people. I'm good at talking with people. And I love listening to podcasts. So I'm giving it a whirl. I'm not saying I'm going to be the best podcaster ever. And shit, next year I might not even do this. But for this moment, right now in this time... Is what I'm focused on, and it's it could always lead you to something else, even if this isn't the if podcasting isn't like the end. You so know? It, 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 another thing we were just talking about this earlier. Uh, when has it become uncool to take a risk to yeah. to try something new like this? Uh, 
you might be somebody who might want to try something like this who has I don't know cooler setup uh, mm-hmm. I don't know but you're not doing it yeah um, I always tell people because the, the person with like on the basketball court that has the new sneakers and the freshest gear they probably suck right they probably suck they probably suck the kid with holes in his fucking shoes is probably gonna kick your ass yeah the the, the those Jordans that are scuffed up <laughs> they look like he got it from the Salvation Army he gonna dunk on your ass yeah because he he's gonna, playing the game he's gonna ball on you your know, ass he's some people are so worried about everything on everything but the actual game itself. Yeah. You know, they're worried about how they're going to be looked at, what people are going to think. And to a certain point, you've got to say fuck it and go do what what's going to make you happy. Do something that's going to give you fulfillment, you know? Yeah. So f- fulfillment is a sense of gratification. It's something that at the end of the day when you go to bed, you're 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 truly happy with how you've spent your day how you've lived your life um i'm not exactly there yet i i don't I, think anyone in their 20s are though you're figuring well, it it's, out it's hard it's well, hard it's not it's, easy it's, yeah it's hard to get to like that 100 percent straight fulfillment lifestyle um everybody's got to find their own too find uh, your niche. it might it might take you 25 years just to just to understand that this is what this is one of the most important things about life. Uh, it might take you that fucking long. It doesn't matter. Uh, if fulfillment is about you being happy, uh, what's what's the point if you live uh, a, a, even a struggled life? Say say you're the opposite of a privileged person, a privileged human being. You're out there struggling but if you have fulfillment in that struggle then you know you did your part sure you did your part um it's weird that we i was watching this documentary and they're talking about how people that make between you know let's call it like 20 to like less than forty thousand dollars a year are like can tend to struggle, but forty thousand and above don't, because you can truly take care of all your uh, essential Every, needs. Everything's covered. But they said the happiness level is, between forty thousand and above, there's no difference. There's no difference. There's no difference because once all your basic needs are met or met, met, that's when the fulfillment comes into play. Yeah, you know, because once you're you have the shelter, you have the food, you have the affection from others. So the way the way the way we measure success is is, is very important uh, for for if if you're gonna look up to the ultimate uh, patriarch patriarchal example of success, you would be talking about somebody like Donald Trump, for example. But for somebody who came from nothing and has a humble lifestyle and they're happy and and they have a family that they can support, wow, man, you did a fucking great job. Uh, hats off to you, but from other people, that's that's all you're gonna get, and that's all you should expect. Uh, don't you forget that either. Nothing, nothing is, nothing is, yeah, given. To but that's that's the fucked up way to look at it. A lot of people look you. at it that way, though. But it's fucked up because it's like from some random person that I'm talking to, it doesn't make a difference to me whether they are like. Wow, man, you got it set up, or man, you are a fucking bum. 
you know? Like, the opinions really matter about the people in my inner circle. Yeah, I... I hate when people, like... A little like, tip to everybody, keep it, keep it tight, man. Get a um, great inner circle and rely on those people. Yeah, keep it tight. You know? Keep it tight. When you take the opinions of people, especially that don't know you and you don't know them, and you take it to heart like that it's just so unnecessary and it put, it almost gives you roadblocks you create your own roadblocks based off of that yeah yeah you know yeah 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 um yeah 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 i've learned that um you know uh you like you've you, like you've said before um find something you're good at and you kind of highlighted that you know what you think you're good at is communication and uh uh, relating and to other people and just being friendly, I guess. Uh, you're good at that. And, you know, that takes you a long ways. And you have to remember that is a service to others type of approach. Um, some people are wired differently in their brain. They're never going to be happy unless they serve themselves. Mm-hmm. And everybody, everybody plays their part. Mm-hmm. Everybody plays their part. You're gonna need you're gonna need that guy to for him to keep his head down and get shit done. Cause that motherfucker get shit done. And meanwhile, you're sitting back chilling, just you know, service to others, and you happy. You know, he's he's gonna enable you to do that. Um, everybody plays their part, and you have to find your own fulfillment. Uh, fulfillment is. It's it's not owed to you. It's not owed and it's not given. It's not owed. It's not given to you. You have to go out there and find it. Um, That's why it's called self um, fulfillment. You know, <laughs> you know? it's weird that people look for outside sources to give them fulfillment. Yeah, you know, it's really odd. It's it's called self fulfillment for a reason. Yeah, because so that's coming from with you. You're not going to get it. You can't buy it. You can't have someone give you that. Apparently, here's here's the the real kicker with. Uh, um, religion and like uh, near death experience where like science and like religion meets apparently the ultimate judge is yourself so if you think you were a bad person you know for for whatever you did well you're gonna do you know you if if you're the judge of your own self you know that's if what I feel, kind of think. If you feel like, like you fucked up, then you most likely yeah. fucked up. <laughs> you know? Well, that's what I kind of feel like when we talk about like heaven and hell. I think that's what that is. It's like when you're about to die, and you th- in, in in your own head, if if you thought to yourself like, "I lived a good life," like I'm leaving, like like that would be heaven, like this peaceful leave. Right. If but it, if you're like, "Man, I was such a fucking piece of shit," then that's probably hell. That's probably like. That, that concept. Yeah. You know, of like how you see yourself when you go. And maybe that trickles down into a next life or whatever happens after this. If you... If you live the lifestyle that... That you feel fulfilled by. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. It's, it, it goes all the way back to Fulfillment that. is very important. Um, because it cuts, it cuts out all the bullshit in your it's, life. And it's also not instant. Which is a lot of shit in our world now. A lot of our shit is instant gratification. Yeah. Where relationships... Yeah, guess gratif- what, guys? You're not going to get fulfillment yeah. by downloading that app. Yeah. 
Like, a relationship doesn't get fulfillment. You might get fulfillment by creating that app. (laughs) Hey, who knows? If you download that app and you get, you know, fulfillment, if you, I don't know, give it a review, and you do that to 10,000 fucking apps, fucking, you're killing the game. Whatever. Do your fucking thing. But you guys aren't retarded out there. If anybody's listening, you know what the fuck we're talking about. (laughs) That's what's great about this, though. Is that we have the ability to talk to so many people now without having right. to worry about having some like big corporation back us up. Right, right. You know, right, we can right. really get... If you have a really great message and people gravitate towards it, it will build on its own. Oh, yeah. Look at them galaxies go. Look at them galaxies we're go. Stardust. <laughs> we're, we're Stardust. We're Stardust. <laughs> we're all connected. We breathe the same air. <laughs> we drink the same water. <laughs> we're pure. <laughs> Oh um, man, I love shit like this. I love looking at shit like this because it just—it almost makes you almost realize too—is like us as the individual is not that important. It's really about us as the whole, us as the group. There's, uh, the, yeah. I mean, we were saying, you know, before we started this, I was saying, you know, uh, you know, re- re- religion is a giant structure in your. That you model your thinking after. And uh, that's why it's imp- some people are, are very curious to know what religious affiliation or what what, what did you just gr- grow up with? I'm sorry. Yeah. What did you just grow up with? You, doesn't, you don't necessarily need to be attached to the hip to this, you know? Uh, especially it, it's 2017. So I, I was just saying that... You know, I grew up Catholic. I'm Catholic all the way. Uh, I'm 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 grateful for my my Catholic upbringing. It was it was good. I was not raped. My butthole <laughs> is intact. I'm shitting out bricks. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was grew up Catholic, and yeah, I'm confirmed. I did the confessions. I've done a bunch of Hail Marys and Our Fathers. Of course. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't look back on it like I was. You know, like I'm a victim or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a mentality you do not want to fall into. Yeah. Uh, because you're you're playing the blame game. Uh, take your shots and move on. But yeah, I'm I'm Catholic, and you know, I would I, you say you're a Catholic today? Yeah, but it's I'm not. It's like I'm not attached, like at all, to the church. It's so funny, right? Like, I mean, that's a part of who I am. It's always going to be a part of who I am. Uh, I'm, uh, I wouldn't, yeah. But is it a part of you because you grew up around it? Or is it because you actually believe in it? I think it's both. I've, I've, I still believe in a lot of, uh, a lot of the this, this stories from, uh, whether it be New, New Testament or Old Testament, I still, I still, yeah, I still keep mm-hmm. that really close because I feel like there is, there's just resonance there. Do you believe in the message that they're trying to portray, or do you believe in the actual story itself? Uh, the 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 story and the underlying symbolic messages are 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 close to me. Everything else is a human created model it's just a a social archetype it's a 
it's a it's a hierarchy of of a group it's it, everything else is not as important it's not as nothing else is important as the the messages and the underlying beliefs and uh i i share those i feel like i share those beliefs with other religion uh like well, let's just talk about religion because if you look at like the baseline of most religions they all kind of believe in the same thing uh there's there uh so as far as like ancient stories go there are um there are this there are uh, re- reoccurring uh, stories uh same the same stories um, from ancient times from different regions of the planet and uh different cultures so make of that what you will uh imagine a group of wise men collecting all of the uh, think of the oldest group of wise men you could think of in your imagination. The oldest human group of, of wise men. They would think of them as a group that would collect the most important stories that they would think that they know of. And they just smack them together in one book, staple it, call it a day, and throw that bitch up in the air and say, this is what's up. Um, I mean... Why does it need to be more complicated than that? Look, you have... You're not born knowing fucking everything. Even at my age. I'm, I'm about to be 26. Well, I'm 25. Uh, I think I know quite a bit. And I could be quite a smart ass. Uh, with with good measure and I could back that shit up. <laughs> but... but, but I'm not right all the time, and I never was right all the time, and I never will be right all the time. Uh, but, and there, there was a lot of men and women before me that have thought of the same shit. I am not the original thinker. I am not the original thinker. Um, but you can be an original thinker. So, you can, it's like a, the ultimate form of religion is simply being. Be what you were meant to be, and uh, just find out what that is. Um, uh, so, for some people, that means talking to God. They say, "I need to go talk to God." Um, you can you can interpret that whatever way you want, man. But to me, what that means is they're gonna go find out who they really are. Uh, which is it's not that far from what I am. It's not. I don't think it's that far from what you are or mm-hmm. whoever listening. It's not that far from what you are. Because there, I I believe in an ultimate truth, and uh, whatever label you stick on it, I don't give a shit what you you know what label you stick on it. There's a I I believe in an ultimate truth. What about you, man? What about me? Ha! What do I think? Just like, what did you grow up with? And well, I grew up Catholic as well, altar boy, you know. Hey, team Catholic. Still in <laughs> <laughs> um, we yeah, I mean, the, look, uh, Catholic gauntlet. <laughs> I mean, I was lucky lucky enough to work with one priest the whole time, you know, through because I went to like Catholic school through elementary through high school. Oh, if people who don't know anything. 
about Catholicism out there, that means he's more hardcore than me. <laughs> when he says he was an altar boy, that means he's... I was means, in it. I was in that deep. means he was uh, b- 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 balls deep in the Catholicism. I was in deep. But I was confirmed in all that. This motherfucker was an altar boy. I was an altar boy. I've I've done all the all the shit confirmations. He was lighting candles. He was fucking. Yeah. I didn't take dick. I he, never took dick. All right. Well, he didn't do the whole experience. <laughs> I got the majority, but not the full experience. He didn't get the full experience. Yeah. Um. Looking back on it now... The body of Christ. Uh-huh. <laughs> Looking back on it now, though, I mean, I'm thankful for the childhood I had. I think that I learned a lot of good morals from it. I don't take the stories from the Bible to heart. You know, I, don't, I mean, I don't really think Noah's Ark, like, really happened. And I don't know that. But right. I'm just saying, like, animals eat other animals. So I don't know how all these fucking things got on one boat and didn't kill each other. And what, what did they eat the whole time? Um, But... Outside of that. So symbolically, symbolically. Noah's, Noah's Ark is actually the whole planet. Um, and if you think about it, the planet is a ship and the sea is space. Mind blown. <laughs> but through, through what I've learned being in the Catholic group and the Catholic team, I mean, there's definitely some great things to take away from it. You know, I feel like I probably wouldn't have some of the morals I had today if I didn't go through that. Um, but at the same time, I mean, kind of what we were talking about before, when I got out of school, I took, like, a comparative religion class in college. Ooh, shit. And that's when I kind of learned, like, all religions are the same. I mean, whether you're, you know, praying to Allah or you're praying to God or you're praying to whoever, you're, Yahweh. you're essentially trying to connect to a higher being. Um, and I think... Some people lose their self in religion, and I think some people find their self in religion. I don't yeah. think it's a black and white thing where yeah. it's like this will help you. It, it will help some people. It's like a it's like any prescription drug. This will help some people. This will not help everybody. Yeah, because nothing helps everybody. So the so it real quick like any 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 of those Christian religions that use um, any form of the Bible. Just understand that there's been many, 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 many translations. So the language, some of the language is lost. But what you have to use is basically, without getting fancy, close your eyes and use your goddamn imagination. You're talking about symbolic metaphors. And symbolism represents, you know... Uh, the, the the ultimate form of language um, because if I instead of talking to you and I could le- theoretically let me transmit images in your mind images uh, speak a thousand words so it's superior form of communication so what you have to understand is that the, the, the ancient stories speak through symbolism and that that's what is powerful that's the powerful message the powerful message is sticking your eye through the keyhole and seeing through the other side basically um using your ignorance and poking a hole through it and leave your ignorance there because your ignorance keeps you humble leave your ignorance there but poke a hole through it 
and see see what's see what's out there. See what you, cause you know you didn't. I know you don't have everything figured out, bitch. I know you don't. No one does. I know you don't. So fucking poke a hole through that ignorance. And that's what like scares and see me. What's like, out there? That's what scares me with super religious people. It, it, when people tell me I know, I'm like, you don't know. Bitch, we you all do have not an idea. Know. We all have our own ideas and shit, but no one knows. And that's what really throws me off with some religious. But then people. there's those guys who've like. You know, they almost died and came back, and then you're like, he knows some shit. <laughs> He's seen the white light. So when you see, you know, religions fight other religions, and even, like, conflicts within the religions themselves. I mean, this isn't, like, this big of a deal, but my parents' church merged with another church. And then for the past six years, they've been arguing over whose church they're actually going to go to. And it got to the point where they split it. The whole point to merge the churches was so they could shut one of the churches down so they wouldn't have to pay for it. Now, every six months, they switch which church they go to to keep everyone happy. Wow. And I'm like, isn't the whole purpose here way bigger than what destination you guys go to? Like, why is this such an important factor? If you guys are all on the same team, like, you guys can't even get along with your own fucking team, you know? And so, it's just, it's odd to me because you're really just building little communities out of religion now. It's its own community. And, uh, yeah. And like I said before, there's some good, there's some bad that comes out of it. Yeah. Um, personally, like, do I go to church? No. Guess what? Here's, here's, here's a brain buster. Community is super important. Um, you know, your, those deep beliefs about those in, uh, important underlying things, super important, right? But, um, what I was going to say was you don't have to be uh, a religion or be everybody else in your community now that's where um, diversity comes in and we could talk about a little bit about that um, I'm not all about the whole diversity movement because it's 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 taking on a mind of its own almost like like, you know, you have to call me Z or some shit. Nah, bro, uh, my birth ticket says that. So uh, you can call me that, and I'm I'm cool with it. Like, you, you want to bang guys? Bro, I don't care. I don't care, man. You can do whatever you want. Whatever you want. But it doesn't mean you have to be a certain way to be a contributing part of your community. Now, that's why... The reason why community is so important, uh, let's let me just give you like the most simple example, right? So like if you're if you're spending over forty hours a week at your job, you know that's pretty much your that's it's definitely an important community in your life. Whatever whatever environment that is, that's whether you like it or not, you don't want to hear this. That's your community. You're spending Absolutely. over forty hours a week over there. That's your mm-hmm. community. So you don't – your community needs to learn how to not not force people to be one way, you know? It, yeah, it's this idea of like it's this way or you're not part of this. Or you're excluded. That's like more cultish, right? For sure. Like it's, it's like this or you're like – And that's demon. one of the issues I have with religion is like – we ex- you should accept everyone, but then say if you're a homosexual that's a yeah. Catholic, 
they're not going to accept you. Yeah. But you should accept everyone. Because, like, yeah. <laughs> that's where I get lost, because I'm like, well, we're supposed to accept everyone for who they are. And if that's who that person is, because if so it's that, not inflicting harm to you, you should not give a fuck. Well, let's talk about uh, uh, gays. Let's uh, talk about oh. them gays. <laughs> we gonna talk about them gays. <laughs> I, I've known a plenty of... Uh, bisexual or yeah, one of my best homo- friends are gay. homosexual. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, first of all, it who cares? Uh, what you like to do? Who do you like? Um, but there's a lot of people out there that have experienced a Catholic upbringing or a Christian type of upbringing mm-hmm. and uh, has been shunned or looked down upon or or kind of uh, rejected uh, for for for. Uh, for, for, for being that type of uh, orientation, sexual orientation, mm-hmm. you know, gay, whatever. Um, it's, fuck them. Well, it, well, it's interesting now. Fuck them. Because change, it's to the point now change where... Change your community. Well, it's interesting now because the Catholic Church now is saying gay, it's okay to be gay. Like, they spent They're, thousands of years killing gay people. Well, now I'm just confused. Yeah, they hey, accept gay people now. Hey. Hey, uh, Vatican. <laughs> I'm confused. Do you like gay people Wait, or do you not like gay people? I, I, I thought you liked them soft bottom boys. I don't. I, I'm confused, man. <gasps> I'm confused. So guess what? I'm just gonna step aside from the issue. What's the hypocrite? And talk from my own perspective. Yeah. I don't. I don't represent you. I grew up Catholic, but I do not represent you. Well, it's like one of those. You things don't where, represent like, me either. If. You don't talk for me. I talk for myself. Like, if the idea of Jesus, right, that would not essentially accept riches and wanted to live amongst the people. Right. Then who the fuck's the Pope? Like, do you know what the Pope lives in? The Pope lives in the most ridiculous place possibly on Earth. That is not the way that this idea of Jesus would want you to live as the leader of this church in a very massive place that's very rich and wealthy. You know? It kind of seems completely opposite of what they're preaching, you know? Yeah, so... uh, So that's where I get lost on there, too. Well, you have to understand... But if they didn't have that, would they even be looked at like they're in a position of power? If they didn't have all that shit surrounding them, all that materialism, you know? Yeah. Like, would they even have that position of power if they didn't have the materialism around them to say, like, I'm powerful, I have a lot of... listen, man, the Vatican... The Vatican has its own um, defense forces. It has its own. In- it's its own little country, uh, city right? State. It's called it's, a city okay, state. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like similar to the District of Columbia. Gotcha. Which is like Washington D.C. So basically, you have borders, and outside that border it would be something similar to your local law or your federal law, and then uh, inside the border, your city state would be. It's own little world, basically. But it's, uh... I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know too much of the details. But it's something... It's something like that. Um, it's called a city-state. You can look it up if you want. Whatever. Uh, yeah, they have their own little intelligence thing. They have their own little uh, private knowledge database. Their own little library. It's like a mini-country. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, think of like a village as like, think of like, uh, the city where you live as, 
I don't know, not being tied to the rest to, of the continent, to, to the rest of the continent or the country that you're that that's in. That's kind of one way of looking at it. But yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. There's uh, I know that the the top the top three most wealthy uh, organizations or groups or families would be your number one would be Rothschild, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the top three is is the the British. You got the British royalty, the Vatican, the Rothschild, and then you ha- after that is the uh, the Dutch, the Dutch royalty, which is uh, Holland. After that is, you know, Forbes top one hundred. The Vatican's super powerful. Yeah, that's what it is, man. At the end of the day, you got a guy. The Pope. You you were asking, you know, the Pope. You know, like who is he? Or he wouldn't be in that position if if this or that. From what I can tell, man, the older Pope was like this crazy looking dude, man. Like look look up photos of the older Pope. The new Pope seems like he's part of this generation. The new Pope. The new Pope he, seems to be much more in tune to what's actually going on today, the, as opposed to holding on to things that were going on yesterday and trying to keep right, them alive. Right. What people don't understand is that the the state of operations, a lot of that shit's run by the Black Pope, which is the, Je- the Jesuit side of the Christianity. But let's not talk about that. But because Why not? The, well, because they're they're involved in. Um, more, more. Uh, I wouldn't say a cult, but I wouldn't say uh, more. Uh, more, more of the business side. More of the business side, just like simply, simply, uh, not the dirty stuff, but just the stuff that shouldn't get out there. Is that where the the Black Pope is in charge of? making sure that the Vatican stays the way it stays. Gotcha. Okay? Which is the... the it, it, What it is, is it's a... It's, it's, it's a, an archetype of control. At the end of the day, that's what it is. Uh, whether you, you want to paint, you want to paint it in a pretty picture, what I think is... The religion of, of uh, the different uh, branches of Christianity, whatever. Um, we're really, we're just talking about. I'm talking about the Vatican. Mm-hmm. The Vatican, uh, they they have operations, uh, basically like psychological operations, to keep the to keep things the way they are. Mm-hmm. So, if you were to take uh, those things that they preach to the extreme, let's say like like a jihadist would. Okay. You know, you would you would persecute the gays. I would be talking shit about gays and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, I guess they changed their mind recently, you know? But that's what I'm talking about. Not Muslim about. people. <laughs> Not Muslim people. The hardcore Muslims will definitely still kill a gay person. <laughs> yeah. All, all I'm saying is that there's... There's a, there's a somewhat dualistic... There's a duality... Uh, involved. There's like there's the positive and the negative thing. The yin there's, and the there's, yang. there's always like me. Like you, you might think like, oh, he's such a positive person, or oh, he's such a negative person. The thing is, is like, I can be both negative or positive. Yeah, you know, and that's with everybody. Uh, that's with everything. 
So uh, that's that's kind of what I think the Black Pope represents. Is if um, the the embodiment of the 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 negative things that could be uh, part of the Vatican, uh, he that would be the man, the face, the man who deals with this shit. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know too much about it, but I've heard I've heard quite a lot of things about the Vatican, and all I gotta say is if you're if you're if you're in the top three most richest, most powerful in the world. You must be doing. You must be on some shit. Yeah. You must be on some shit. Yeah. <laughs> like you must. You must be running shit somehow. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You know what it takes just to feed yourself. Now think of what it takes to be number fucking one. Yeah. It takes sacrifice. So I don't want to get too much into sacrifice, but that's what it takes. Sacrifice. What kind of sacrifice, though? Whatever it takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Let just. I don't want to get too into that, but. So it's really about them. What are you willing to sacrifice for what you want? Yeah. And because there's somebody out there who's willing to sacrifice everything. Yeah. Everything. Uh, life. Uh, human life don't matter. Yeah. You're willing to do whatever. Yeah. There's always there's always those people, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nowadays you don't need this big medium to come pick up what you have to say and then broadcast it to the world. I mean, we really have the ability to make your own content, right. put it out right. there, and if people gravitate towards it, it'll right. become something. And guess what? If um if you've had a, a lot of time to reflect and you actually have something to say that you think is a valuable opinion, um. Why just share it to the person right in front of you? Why not do this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's more meaningful doing it this way. Like when people just write a post, you don't always know where they're coming from because you're reading it. I yeah. suppose to like hearing what they have to say, no look at their it. facial expressions. There's, there's no personality to yeah. it. Um, yeah. Well, it's open to interpretation when you can read it. Right. Right? Because you don't know where that person's coming from. Where you get a better understanding of where they're coming from when you see it and you hear it for yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, writing definitely has its place. This is just This is just a... Let's be honest. It's a superior form of conveying ideas or or speech. Mm -hmm. Writing is simply, you know... Writing is interesting because you can make your own. You kind of like let your own imagination take you along with the reading. You know, like when you read something like Harry Potter, you can before seeing movies, you can kind of like make your own world out of the world that's been created for you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, every every word has a personal meaning to you to a certain degree. Obviously, the definitions of every word is going to be the same. But every word has more meaning to you because maybe, maybe for example, the word loyalty means more to you than the average person because um, you've been your loyalty has been betrayed and you take you you put it you put that on the utmost pedestal and so when the narrative takes you through the through through a, a loyalty scene, uh, for example. And that's you know that's that's way bigger, way thicker, way stronger than 
an, another scene for another person, for sure. Mm-hmm. I I think I'm an okay writer. I don't write that much. Uh, do Do you like to write? Do you even Do you have a diary? Do you like to do poems? Right? I don't write that much. No, I'm not a big writer. I'm a big communicator. B- blogger, like you're face to face guy. Hmm. Yeah. Hence why you're doing this. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. I feel like you can bullshit someone through writing. I can definitely trick somebody. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying writing's bad. I mean, writing has its place. Don't get me wrong. But I think yeah, yeah, to get, yeah. like, the actual truth out of someone, you have to sit... You have to look at them. You have to look into their eyes. Not to make it romantic. But you can tell a lot from someone's eyes. You can tell if they're bullshitting you. You can tell if they're really sincere about what they're talking about. Or they might just be a kick-ass liar. That's yeah. possible, too. Yeah. Uh, I've I've personally witnessed... Uh, what you would call psychopaths or sociopaths they all one moment they're they're talking to you with a smile on their face like staring literally staring dead into your eyes without blinking and uh with charisma and then the next moment they're they're ready to fuck somebody over like Mm -hmm. this in a split like it's yeah well it's weird how we're all wired differently like that like, that seems so odd to us, but to that person, that's their normal. That's their baseline. Their baseline is crazy to us. Uh, I consider myself a pretty average uh, white American. I don't know. It's so weird that we like look at ourselves like white. Because yeah. that's like part of the identity. That, well, the only really, honestly, the only reason why I say white is because that's how everybody else sees me. Right. Uh, I see myself as a unique person. Like I don't, like I'm not really that attached to either Catholicism as we were talking about before, like being Catholic or and or Christian. Uh, the same way I don't really attach myself to being like white, or because. Or they spec, you know, they. It's specified as like Caucasian, just like Caucasian. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm just a dude, yo. For sure, relax with the skin, though, huh? Caucasians came from cocks going into Asians. Yeah, deep. I just thought of that. Caucasians. That's where it came from. That's where. We, that's how we got here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys want to masturbate to Asian porn, you go ahead and do that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's where you came from. <laughs> that's where you came from. Represent. But it's where we like fuck them Asians. We'll separate each other by color. Right. You know, there's a lot of separation by color, which <laughs> is really odd. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, it's it's unfortunate because. Uh, yeah, I think, because I think, like, uh, like black people or African Americans, whatever, like, they bring, like, a very different, like, tone, uh, different, like, flavor to, like, it doesn't, it doesn't culture. matter. Culture. Yeah, they, they they bring a different culture to whatever, you're, whatever it is, like, uh, your conversation or your activity, like, whatever you're doing. And I, I found that, I find that awesome, you know, I, like... But the thing is, when you get so grouped up together, like, sometimes some groups, they like to cross lines. Like, no, you can't come. You can't, you know, you can't, you can't be a part of our group for today. 
you gotta be all in. Like, oh man, what if, what if I just want to hang out with you guys today? Does that mean I have to be all in? Like, I have to be like, you know what I mean? What if I just want to hang out with some black people? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No. It don't work like that. <laughs> I'll tell you firsthand, it don't work like that. Like what? Like if you just want to... Just hang out with some black people? Not necessarily. Okay. Simply integrate yourself in their culture. Okay. They have to let you in. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? with us. It's true. Though. Like how many black people it's true. are told like, why don't you speak black? Like why do you speak so white? I've heard that from a lot of black people. Like a lot of black people, people ask them like, why don't, why do you speak so white? And it's like, you don't speak a color because they're not using like Ebonics doesn't mean that they're not still African American. You know, they just communicate in a different way than what you're expecting them to, to communicate you with. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what they're used to in their environment that they're, that they've adapted to. Um, it's very so then they almost very think very that like every thing. other black person should talk like that you know so weird it is weird that is so weird it's so true though yeah I can like I'm a fucking chameleon I'll fucking me too I mean look I, I've hung out with all different cultures you know yeah. and I think it's so important to be able to adapt I like hanging out with black people I like I like talking black people are fucking awesome yeah, Black yeah. people know how to have the best time. Like, if I had a choice be- between going to, like, an all-white person party and an all-black person party, I would 100% go to an all-black person party. Uh, with white people. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck them. Leave them at the other party. I don't know, The man. food's going to be better. They There's going to be a lot of comedy. It's just, like... Yeah. It's a lot well, more they, uplifting. They have, to, they have to, like, take me in. I can't be, like... For sure. An insider... For sure. Uh, an outsider while being there at the same time. I... You know what I mean? Because, like, I do not respond to that as well. Like, you're either... You either don't like me and, you know, you don't... You don't want, really want to deal with me or, you know, you can tolerate me. If you can tolerate me, you know, I'll keep... I'll act right. Yeah. But, you know... I. I can have a good time with anybody. Yeah. It's it's that's how it should be. I love you know, I love hanging out with some black people, doing what you know, different things. I like uh you know, talking yoga or or, or whatever with some Indians. Yeah. I like you know, some ve- some bomb ass vegetarian well, you'll recipes never, or some yeah, shit. You'll never learn if if you don't talk to those people. If you don't talk to people outside your comfort zone, outside of your own culture. Because then you'll never understand, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've met I've met some white people, for example, that you know they literally get disappointed if you're not very much like them. Yeah. Like they'll literally they'll literally look at you like mm, like it can't be your friend. Like you're not like us. And if you're not exactly like us, then you're not going to be part of our group. Right. And they right. totally shift themselves away from any diversity within their own group. And those people might be doing something weird at night. <laughs> I don't know. Something about Probably. costumes. and <laughs> I don't know what happens. It ain't me, though. Fuck people that. Low. Yeah. Yeah, don't it's be weird. Message all y'all. Don't, don't be putting me part of that shit. <laughs> this, like this bitch the other day. Uh, ah, bitch. I say this. This young lady... <laughs> She was, she was, uh, 
I guess she was joking, but it was totally not cute, and like the comedy was just horrible. She called me Hitler. She called you Hitler. Yeah, called me. Have to get some uh, backstory on this. I don't think you just start a Hitler. You gotta. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta work up to that. Like I'd get you fired like that. Call me Hitler. Uh, it's I've I have uh, ancestry that were Jewish that went through the World War II that had to claim Christianity uh, because of this. So you know when when you're just being cute, you know I I blame being young and dumb and possibly full of cum. Uh, yeah, I blame that. Uh, so you get a pass, but. I don't know. Yeah. Why should call you Hitler? I don't know. It's just like the position that I work at is kind of like it's security. Mm-hmm. So it's like she walked up to me and it's like, hi, Hitler. Like, hi, Hitler. Like, Just like out of the blue walked up to you and was like, like hi, Hitler. Like she, she's f- very flirtatious with me. Um, understandably so. hey so she thought but, it was uh, more like a joke. Yeah, you know, she's trying to be cute, you know. Uh, but, you know, just, yeah, you gotta be real careful with all that. Um, it's I like, just, I would I would like to say, you know, what's up, my nigga, but you just can't. Yeah, it just and doesn't so, fit. And so I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I want to do that with Steve, I can do that. It just, it's a matter of... Um, uh, res- respecting others, like other, they know pe- where the other person's coming. Uh, from, Other too. people's wishes, yeah. You know, the, you don't want to upset everybody all the time. Have everybody mad at you all the time for whatever reason they got. Um, uh, so, yeah. As much as I would like to say, "What's up, my my ninja?" Uh, you know, I can't and I don't because people legitimately get offended. And I might get physically hurt. So, <laughs> that's the end of that. Yeah. Uh, I say, I say, what's up, my ninja? Yeah. Well, it's just being respectful. Because you don't want to... Because it has nothing to do with me being hateful, trust me. And even if they know that, uh, it's still a respect thing. Like, yeah. You have to, like... You have to know your place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when people, have, place. Dif- when people have different opinions... Sometimes we get emotionally invested into it. Sometimes we let our ego get involved with it. And you don't really know where this person is coming from. This person has had different life experiences. They've had different, uh, you know, they've had a different set of knowledge that they've acquired. So their view on life is not going to be the same as yours. And so yeah, you have to watch shit like that. Yeah, you know? like I've literally, like... I'm kind of I'm kind of focusing on on the whole black white thing right now. I have no idea why. Maybe because I want. <laughs> I feel like listening. I don't know. But I've I've seen times where like, you know, uh, 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 somebody who's part of a black community cannot at, interact with me in a certain way without having um, their own social repercussions to some degree. Uh, what I mean by that is simply that, you know, I, for example, I can't be shown too much love because then that would be, uh, that would be looked down upon, uh, because I'm not part of their community. 
uh, simply because you know, I'm just not part of the community, right? So, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's unfortunate, but that's just the way things are, and you, everybody's got to respect that. Uh, and you but gotta, to reverse that, I mean, if the if the situation was on the other foot, it'd probably go somewhat of the same way. Like they would show up feeling like an outsider, feeling like they would have to restrict themselves. Well, in order I to would be part of the norm. The, my personality, so it's different for everybody, right? And that's like a situ, uh, situation by situation type of thing. But uh, the what were you just saying? What was I saying? If a uh, black oh, yeah, person came reversed. into like a white, yeah. So for me, community. for me, uh, uh, I would I would confront that head on. I would. I would almost I would make fun of that, like, you know you're, you know you're you're the only, for example like you're the only person, you know like that uh-huh. here, but who cares you know? Yeah, I would make fun of the situation. I would highlight it to the point where it's like no longer right. Like, a, it's not on everybody's mind. But that would be easier for you to do because you're part of that community. Yeah. To help that person break the ice. I would break the ice, like, hard. <laughs> like, icebreaker style. Yeah. Like. But I also think, in this day and age, we're not as segregated as that. Like, I don't really feel like we have all white parties or all black parties. It's, like, when I was in, uh... Yeah. I went to a birthday party at Club Rumor in Cleveland, which is a predominantly black club. But when you go in there, you see Asian people, see white people... And it's not like it's segregated. The Asians are actually the the producers for the music videos, and uh, the white people are the one that fund the music videos. I'm kidding. It's a joke. I'm kidding. You can't joke this day and age, man. Everything's serious. Everything's literal. serious. Uh, Yeah, so how was that? Was that a good party? It was awesome. Like I said, black people are the best to party with. By far. Some of the best. Like, I've had fun times with white people, but black people have the best I don't put anybody on a pedestal, bro. (laughs) <laughs> Don't matter if you're black or white. You're not on a pedestal. Yeah. Get off your fucking unicorn. Yeah. If you're fun to party with, and right, it's also about what. With. What do you think is like? What's your version of fun? You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally because my version totally of fun subjective. is not the same version of other people's version of fun. No, no, you no. Know? And, 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 and it could change, right? Yeah, so, it evolves because so, you evolve. So what, yeah. So one day you feel like doing this. One day you feel like doing that. Yeah. I mean, last year, man, I was all down to like go to Cleveland, hit the club scene, and it's fun. But this year, I'm not as prone to do that because I have a different life, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because things change. It's not a bad thing either. Yeah, I mean, if I was doing that same shit 10 years down the road, where did I grow? Where did I evolve? If you're doing the yeah. same thing you decade be, after decade. You better be killing to get the club game. <sighs> well, you start to learn when you start going to the club that the club isn't what it's, meant, like, what it's all built up to be, you know? So they'll build up the club as like, this is where you meet people. You don't meet people there. You stay in your group. The music is so fucking loud you can't have a conversation with a stranger because you can't actually communicate with them. It's really like you're trying to get some dick yeah. or nah. Or nah. And, and then like, that's it. It's a bunch of nah, 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 bingo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there and are some clowns. There's some people that show up to these places just to do that. We have a winner. <laughs> they just show up to those places just to do that. I mean, they hop person to person to person until they can find someone to sleep with and then they call yeah. it a night. Yeah, you know, but I don't know. It's it's odd how some people, and I guess back in the day you could say men, but now I definitely feel women can be put in this too, where they accumulate like how much sex they have towards their ego. You know, like I've 
I, you know, I got lucky last night. Yeah. And they'll feel so much better yeah. about themselves. Yeah, that's, I'm a, uh, this is my honest opinion on that. Um, listen, if you, if you're bragging about your sex life, then that means there, you feel like there's a need to brag. Right. If there's a need to brag about your sex life, then that means you, somewhere inside you, you feel like somewhat inadequate. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you what, I ain't inadequate. (laughs) I'll get it done. (laughs) I take care of business. It's a weird ego thing. Yeah. It's a super weird ego thing. So weird, man. I just, I do me, bro. If you, yeah, I mean, shit, if you help me, like, I don't know, like, um, you know, get in close and personal with, um, like, a really beautiful lady friend. I mean, that's, like, that's, like, one of the best things you could do for somebody. One of the best things. You can do better. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, because I can get it either way, for example, uh, with your help or not. But, you know, you know what I mean? It's all, it all goes around, so... Well, if you look at objectively just what you're the doing, spread the love, yo. Yeah, I mean, if you look For at objectively sure, what you're doing, like, you're just spread the love. You're just exchanging body fluids with another person. Right. So it's not like something I can take to you. Like, let me show you what I what I've done. Right. You know, it's like you really don't get any actual achievement out of it. Right. But people use that to boost their own ego. It's like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so I'm. I'm, uh, like, below average, like, size for a man, um, and I'm a grown man now, like, I'm 25, and I'm, like, I'm what you would consider a little small, but I'm not small, small, but I've had so many dudes just try to alpha me, like, so many times, but, like, it's weird, because it doesn't work, so, like, it makes the whole thing super awkward, it's like... It's like I gotta get it out of the way like super quick like like if you know if you want to fight we can you know we can do it right now I'm not scared but if you don't want to do that let's just move on like let's crack jokes well it's even like that so what are they looking to get out of that if they fight you I don't know like it's make- the same thing as sex like you're just exchanging whatever I don't and then know. what do you have to show for it I don't know it all ties back it's, to the ego it's the animal it's the animal inside. Um, if, listen, if I let you dominate me, then you've dominated me. You, you, you got it. Whatever. If that's what you wanted, maybe you got it. But. What do you have to show for it? I'm here, I'm here to tell you. It ain't gonna happen. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. I I was so, it was so funny. I was, ad set, you know what ad set is? When you come in early as fuck? Okay. On Sundays? Okay, gotcha. At work? Gotcha. When you come in uh, early as fuck at work, so, like, I would I would have, so, like, the store isn't open, so you, the store doesn't have any customers, but, like, I'm working on, like, merchandising shit, like, uh, updating signs, right? Um, anyway, like, I have headphones to myself, and I'm just listening to a podcast. Uh, similar to this, but it's, like, way better. <laughs> Not to shit on our own thing we got going on. We're but, beginners. Uh, you know? This is my first podcast. We're I infant. think I'm doing pretty good. If I wanted to do really good at this, I could just do it. 
uh, but uh, I'm I, I'm just here enjoying myself here uh, with uh, my boy Stu. But uh, yeah, so I I was just listening to a podcast and I just kept laughing and laughing and laughing because it's hilarious. And my manager is like, "Man, what are you laughing about?" I, I'm listening to this podcast and they're telling about a story about it's just this th- uh, group of three going uh, on a hike. You know, white people shit going on a hike. Uh, for a whole day, you know how that is. Bring your trail mix. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's it's a couple, you know, uh, a man, a woman with uh, best uh, the dude's best uh, a good friend. So it's gonna be, yeah. So it's a couple, and then this other dude, and uh, you know, somewhere down the trail, somewhere down the trip, the guy makes the the girlfriend, the other guy makes the girlfriend cry, and the whole story is about. The boyfriend threatening the other guy to fuck him in the ass because he made his girlfriend cry. (laughs) And it's so funny because he's dead serious. I remember the other day, dead ass. Dead Dead ass ass serious. He's dead ass serious. Like, if I wanted to, I'd just fuck you in the ass, man. Because this dude's like. Dead ass. Like, imagine a dude. Like, imagine you're like. Five foot eight, one fifty, which is like not that uncommon. Yeah. But then there's this other dude. He's like six foot six, two fifty. Mm-hmm. He could probably get away with it. But if you think yeah. about it, he'd have to get hard. And it's like the whole story was so hilarious because the girlfriend was getting mad that he threatened to fuck him in the ass, <laughs> and then they started arguing about it. While he's, it was hilarious. And my manager was like, "Why are you laughing so much?" I tell him that, and he's he started laughing too. But it all goes back to me mentioning that it happens all the time. You know, the it's it's an, the animal instinct instinct in us, especially as men, is to dominate. So, you know, whenever. Whatever the social circumstances circumstance may be, uh, one dude can just decide like he's had too much to drink and he wants to like dominate the conversation or whatever, and uh, he'll either get upset, uh, win or lose. You know, it's a dice roll, and you gotta be you gotta be careful sometimes because they might take it too serious. But that's that's a part that's a part of life yeah I mean those it's, just not it happens the people all I want to be around it happens all the time people that take life too seriously are just people I don't want to be around like I think you should take a certain amount seriously but at the end of the day man it's like we're all gonna die we're only on this planet for a short amount of time anyways so to take everything super serious and worry about every little thing it almost seems like very unuseful yeah yeah uh, you know, but, but you're wasting a lot of energy a that, lot of time I've, doing that. I've made fun of what I just was talking about like uh, so it uh, by the way uh, uh, male ma- like a male energy masculine energy trying to dominate another masculine thing I'm just gonna let you guys know on a little secret there's um there's a little gayness involved with that and it has nothing to do with like with being homosexual or not, it has to do with uh, uh, 
dominance, like being alpha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't mean like, you know, pen like penis, like penis, the penis involved. It doesn't yeah. mean penis involved. It just means like dominating. Uh, you want to be the what, top person, top dog. It just like if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, I don't know what to tell you. But that's you know mm-hmm. you see it all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, especially with males, they want to be dominant. They want to be number one. Yeah, you know, and, uh, it, I get it, man. Like. I've, I've done like, uh, like testosterone, and uh, when you have a lot of testosterone, it just that's just what you do. It's just what you do. What's like the a, reaction? You're like an animal, dude. Like it's, but like everybody makes it work. Like it's we're all in this together, and like you know, you sometimes you can feel when somebody's trying to, you know. They just they just want to be recognized as they just want to be respected, you know. That's mostly what it comes down to. Give give somebody never never respect somebody that you give them an inch and they take a mile. Never respect that. Yeah. Give respect the people that you you give an inch and they give you a mile. Respect that shit. Yeah. And Absolutely. know know your fucking place. It tends to be the people that complain about respect the most are the ones that least give it. Like, in my interactions with people, the people are always, you don't respect me, you don't respect you. It's like, but you don't give respect. So right. why do you think you should get respect if you don't give it? Right. You know? It's yeah. it's a it's a hand-in-hand type deal. Yeah. It's not a one-way road. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the people that never complain about respect always get respect. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you know? it's not something that you could pry out of somebody. You know, even if you threaten to beat the shit out of them. They well, probably still don't really respect you. They will say that they do, but they don't actually respect you. Like you can't force somebody into respecting you. No, that's where respect comes from. Exactly. So respect comes from the the like the the you know that just like the original thought that we're just all in this together and like no matter what you do, I'm gonna have to deal with with you anyway, whether it's positive or negative. So I'm I'm ready to like take you in like you know you're a part of this with me that's respect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't sometimes it's hard to show everybody respect. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's so hard because you feel like sometimes like you're just so much mature or like I don't know, advanced or evolved or like self-taught or something. Like you're just more, more knowledgeable on the subject, more knowledgeable or something. On- or sometimes someone will have such a strong opinion, but you can tell that they haven't really educated themselves on the subject. Yeah, and then it gets really difficult to have a conversation with them and yeah. to show respect because you know that they haven't put in the time to be this passionate about that. Yeah, and and I know there's a lot of people out there that have done that with me. They do it with everybody. It's, it's an everybody. It's thing. a learning process for everybody. It is. And it's it, a learning. So and that's why you can't take that shit too much to heart because so they're learning. Just as remember well. to chill. Just remember to and chill. look at age too. Like age for sure. The eighteen-year-old me versus the twenty-one-year-old <laughs> me versus the twenty-five-year-old me. Yeah. How about the sixteen-year-old me? I was. <laughs> my ego was. My head was so big. That's what happens. My head was so big because I whooped a couple of dudes, <laughs> and that's what happens. My head was. so I mean, big. You're, so the, in that particular case, you're taking 
a couple of instances and basing your whole ego off of those few interactions. It's it's the food chain, it's primal and it's instinctual. Mm-hmm. So if 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 for example you're a young man and uh you run the wrestling team or in your boxing gym uh the people in your age group you fucking run that bitch whatever and you you feel like all of a sudden you're at the top of the food chain you're going to feel like that until you you're reminded that you're not that's just how life is but but then uh, what happens after like exactly. a really interesting thing is like exactly. watching like Ronda Rousey how oh. she was just pounding bitches left and right Right, and then she got the, knocked out, yeah. and then the next fight was like she wasn't even there. Yeah, I mean she got rocked. And in all, all you people talking shit about Ronda Rousey, she would probably fucking, fucking murder you. I mean she would rape men. <laughs> she would. She could literally rape men. She would probably <laughs> fucking destroy. You. Yeah, like you have no idea, like the strength she has in her core. You like for people who don't train at all, like who've never trained anything, who've never wrestled, never even done fucking karate as a kid. You better be big as shit because she would just fuck you up. It doesn't even matter about being big though. I mean, you could be the biggest person, but she could still definitely still fuck you up. There's some big guys that would just use their size against Ronda, but and get away with it. But I'm saying you'd have to be like NFL big, like you'd have to be big as shit and quick. You know, and uh, it, you know we need the failure that Ronda Rousey has uh, gone through is is simply uh, it it it's it's almost service to others because it it just shows that you can you can go to the top and you can crumble back down, but at the end of the day we should still support we should still. We should still support that person because she's she's a good person. She's a good she's not she's a good person. So why why you know and like she, well, like she's from your country, for example. Like why why is there a need to talk shit besides like just projecting your you know that somebody else's own yeah. bullshit onto something who's really just beautiful. She's a beautiful person, you know. She. Uh, you know her story, yeah, right? But there's no business in that. Like the the business of sports is to br- not just sports, but entertainment in general is to build people up to bring them down. And if they come back up, that's an even better story. So that's what's happening, with Ronda, right now. She was at the top of the pedestal. She's now down, yeah. and people are waiting around to see what's going to happen. Yeah. So is she going to build herself back up, or is she just done? Yeah. So so I think that um, by now. She's she's officially passed the torch. She got yeah. she got knocked out twice, and uh, they're both they're both uh, like they're both considered severe concussions. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you're a doctor, uh, you would agree. Those are both. <laughs> if you're not a doctor, had, you still agree. <laughs> yeah, she has had two severe, not mild, not medium case, severe concussions in a row. Uh, so she's either gonna have to start with a lower level fighter again, or she simply steps away and she gives it up. What I mean by give it up is you give it up to other people. Whatever whatever it is that you've gotten out of this, uh, those experiences, you you share and you 
you, you, you teach forth unto others. Uh, you, you become a service to others. Well, she's a business. Yeah. Like the Rodney, Ronda Rousey name is a business that she employs people. Yeah. You know? And there's contracts involved. There's money. There's contracts. Yeah, there's contracts, there's money, there's... And in her situation, no one can ever take away what she did for the sport. I mean, she was the first woman all-star of the sport, right? It's a beautiful thing. But at the same time, I think in five to ten years, we're going to look back, like, Ronda wouldn't even compete right now. I mean, Ronda doesn't really compete this year. It's nuts. You know? But that's what happens. That's what happens. You know, people always want to make the whole, like, LeBron-MJ comparison. Well, MJ didn't play in this era. It's a whole nother game. It's a whole nother atmosphere. If you, if you think about it, if you think about it, you know, the, the women's MMA is so new that... Brand all, new. All, yeah. So, brand new. Yeah, it's brand new. So, like, all they have to do is take the template of uh, technique and strategy... And what from, happened with Ronda. From, from the existing uh, male, different male divisions. Most, uh, more preferably, um, you know... Closer to their weight class because the uh, physical dynamics are more are, are similar. Mm-hmm. So you know, forty five and forty five, whatever. Um, and they could easily take example and and even copycat that take that to a very 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 far place because it's such a brand new. These are brand new divisions. Even if it's, it's a brand US, new sport, it's a brand new sport for them. It's a brand new sport for everybody. You know, even though it's been around for a few years now. Yeah, it's still very, very in, in comparison to like an well, NFL and NBA and 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 uh, NHL, MLB. It's excluding very new. excluding everybody that grows up in martial arts, mm-hmm. excluding every, right, excluding but to, everybody. to the general public, to the general public, this is completely new on a mainstream level. That you're gonna have professional fighters that end up getting endorsements and sponsorships that bring attention in to make yeah. people in this day and age yeah, want to yeah. pay to watch the shit, even though it's gonna be online all day the next day. I it's love, gonna be everywhere. I love the girl fights. That Ronda I, Rousey fight was everywhere online the next day. I love Ronda Rousey fights. I've almost I've almost seen all of her title fights, like at the bar, almost all of them. Mm-hmm. I love watching her. Um, That's what's so great, though, because if you look at like basketball, the WNBA does not bring in what the NBA does at all, right? But you see in UFC that women are. Getting to this, I think they have the possi- the the ability to get to the same level of men, in the sense of like people will tune in and and not only tune in but also like support certain fighters, you know, because that's what people want to tune in for because they have someone to root for. Yeah. So either you're voting or you're rooting for Ronda, you're you know going and against talk, her. Talk about character building for females. What? Character building for females. I mean, she's the first blueprint because she took what? she took the ring and she took it to Hollywood and and she made something more out of herself. Because let's let's face it, fighting will never be the career you're going to have your whole life. You know, you have a pretty small window in your life to really compete from the time that you begin training to actually get into the UFC, right? And then the so, time you actually compete in the UFC to the so, time you leave. So simply put. Uh, the retirement age for a scientist would be 65. The retirement age for a fighter, somewhere around 35. Okay? Do the fucking math. 
Okay. And the damage that they take along that ride. You know, the amount of concussions and injuries and broken bones. Yeah, yeah. All that shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's you know, uh, living in Ohio, Ohio's had a big year of 2016. Big year for Ohio, man. Um, you got Stipe Miocic. Fucking. Big year, baby. Big year. Cavs, baby. Cavs. Champions. Of course. We got the heavyweight champion in the motherfucking house, Cleveland bitch. He's ready to knock you silly bitches out. I tell people all the time. Go ahead, talk shit. Go ahead, talk shit. They're like, uh. Go ahead. They're like, uh. Knock the fuck out. Like, you know, kind of used to how things used to be. And I'm like, everything's off the table. Like, 2016 should have showed you that everything's off the table. We were voted a reality TV star as president. Yeah. A Cleveland sports team won a championship. Yep. Like, everything's off the table. There yeah. is no normal anymore. The last, <laughs> the last couple of years, the last, like, five years, Cleveland is becoming on the map, like, like for sure. We well, it's one of the top... We got, we got casinos opening up. We got heavyweight champions. We got NBA champions. Indians. We went got, to the World Series. We got Indians going to the World Series. Like, Browns will suck dick, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, I mean... It's still like, funny how, like, they prospered and then the like, Browns won one game. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's very... If you look at the Cleveland markets, it's very interesting. Like, it's, it's on the come up. Cleveland's um, there because... Cleveland's here, like, It's one of the top five sure. cities for young people because it's so cheap to live in, but you still have that big city atmosphere. In comparison to like a New York and LA, like these yeah. Chicago, these major cities that are so expensive to live in, yeah. Cleveland's in in comparison is not that expensive. Yeah. So it's really on the up and coming. You have a lot of new businesses starting here. You have a lot of attraction coming here because of all the sports, um, yeah, and so, just what the city's doing. Like we had the fucking Republican National Convention in Cleveland this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. crazy. There's a there's there's shows with uh, with the with the name Cleveland in it now. Yeah, LeBron has the entrepreneur show. Not even just that. And like then the those, Cleveland show. Those like older those older women like on that like CBS network or something like that. I know what you're talking. I forget it's the like name, from, but I remember. From Cleveland. Running through Cleveland. That's yeah, something all, like that. All of this all of this is the past couple of years. All of this and mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on at the top for this all this to happen, but somebody's making the right moves. Yeah. And uh, Dan Gilbert's a big part of that. Somebody's trying to put Ohio on the map. And uh, Dan Gilbert's been working many years to make that happen. Who's that? Dan Gilbert. He's the owner of Quicken Loans. Um, yes, he owns yes. the Cavs. My, my girlfriend uh, knows knows that family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's powerful. I mean, he's his staple is in Detroit, but he has done a lot for Cleveland. Yeah, and and crazy amount for Cleveland to put them on the map, and he's not like it's not like you could put all the success on one guy. Now add but. add add the fact that um, our medical is way above average with the clinic, and then uh, add a lot of shit. Add like add the fact that Ohio State has been, uh, you know, top five wrestling program and football program. Forever. <laughs> Add that shit, too. Yeah. I mean, look. So, people talk shit on Ohio, think, but there's a lot of good shit to come out like, of it. Like, when I first moved here, trust me, 
you could talk shit about Cleveland and get away with it yeah. all the time. When I first <laughs> moved here, this is, I don't know, eight years ago, eight ten. Uh, but now, now you can't talk shit. You just can't. You we don't can't. have the facts to back it up anymore. You just so you can talk shit, but you have nothing to back it up. You got nothing to back it up. You're talking NBA champions, heavyweight champion, the new. Well, he's Ohio, uh, not Cleveland, but Ohio. Uh, uh, featherweight Bantamweight champion of the world. Cody, Gar- Cody Garbrandt Shout out uh, Ohio um, Yeah he New champion Again Again Another fucking champion Like Like all of a sudden Like Motherfuckers out here On the mat Like Well I think there's a certain Work ethic you get From living in a place Like Cleveland Or just in Ohio Ohio in general You know I mean, we're not very, we're not has, much of a glitzy, glamoury type state. We're more of like hardworking people that want to see the result happen. There's, you know? there's definitely, you, you got, uh, Ohio always has had, like, some of their own things going on. Yeah. That's the only way I can put it. Like, they, they've always had, like, you guys always had your own, your own things going on. And, and you guys stick to that. Um, to a fault, yeah. to a positive. Positive and now. Po- now it's po- it's paid off. It's paying off. Yeah, it's paying off now for sure. And uh, you know you got like a new Jack Casino that took over the like the, the what was it called like the hor- the horseshoe the horseshoe yeah the horseshoe they t- uh, I actually rolled with some of the uh, one of the guys who was making those deals because the Jack came. Uh, similar at the same time at the at the race, you know, got put up. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the same deals. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's a yeah. So for anybody who you knows nothing about Cleveland, or they, <laughs> they think it's like a dark place. Oh. It's, it's it's now it's on the come up. It's on the come up. Now's the time for you motherfuckers to move. <laughs> you yuppies. You yuppies to move, to move in and. Oh. Whatever. I was at the show uh, and uh, not for the Browns though. The Browns are garbage. Eating dick on the regular. Well, look, you can't win them all, right? Can't win them all. <laughs> can win a lot of them. Can't win them all. Win but I was in Detroit for the show, if you're right? A Clevelander, you know what the fuck? Yeah, you cannot win them all. I was in Detroit and I was talking to these random guys outside, and they're like, "Oh, where are you from?" I was like, "Oh, like the Cleveland area." Yeah. Saw it, you know, let's say the Cleveland area. And they started, like, talking shit. And I was like, oh, where are you guys from? They're like, here. I'm like, yeah, we, uh, man, where I'm from, you go to sleep to the gunshots. And I'm like, I'm sorry, dude, but are you, like, bragging about almost dying every night? Like, I'd rather be in Cleveland where I'm safe and, like, we're prospering instead of being where there's fucking bullets coming through your window. Uh, You know? Yeah, from my experience, uh, those type of people... They, uh, they're confused. Yeah. Uh, they're confused about um, what what is what's supposed to be rewarding and what's not supposed to be rewarding. Yeah, definitely. For, for you to value the fact that your community experiences a lot of gun crime. And look at that as a positive. <laughs> a, a lot of... Uh, experiences a lot of gun crime and uh, looks at that as bragging rights... Uh, street cred and you expect respect you expect respect from from other grown ass men cause you use a shooter 
Nah, man. Yeah. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. You can you can take that back to where you came from. What's well, an ignorant way to solve a, a conflict? It's almost like a fight. So say if you and me got into a really heated debate yeah. and a disagreement, and you're on one side and I was on the opposite side, and it got to the point where we physically fought it out. Yeah. And but we both lived. Like, did you solve that argument? No, you just actually inflicted physical pain, but didn't get anywhere to actually resolve the issue itself. That's so true, and it goes back to that male dominance thing that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, the alpha. The the. It's more about dominating the, someone the, instead the, of like coming to a resolution. The the posturing and the uh yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, but you know, the the I I the way I would like to be is um, I would just chill, just have a peace on me. <laughs> to just chill, just chill the whole time until shit gets crazy, and then I handle myself, and then motherfuckers feel sorry for. Well, there's a difference between defending yourself and then just starting yeah. an issue. Yeah. There's a complete um, difference there. You have to realize, though, some people are asking for it. For sure. Some, people go, people, people go out looking for it. Some people get out of bed and, and go look looking for, that, for shit. that shit. Yeah, they go looking for it. They want to create and that here, problem. Here in the U.S., you find it. Sure. You find it. That's what I'm saying. I, I just feel like people need to get more paranoid. We're too cocky. Some yeah. people are just too fucking cocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's okay to be paranoid every once in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Oh yeah, I'm paranoid all the time. I'm paranoid right now. <laughs> are, you guys, are you guys judging me? Me, me, me. Yeah, I mean it's true. I I yeah. think it's okay to be paranoid sometimes, and it's okay to realize that shit can hit the fan, and it might not work in your favor. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter how big, how strong you are, it could definitely not work what in your that? favor. It's my phone. I keep that ringtone on. Because every time I'm in a, like a public place, people think that they're about to get some dick or some puss, and they got some. And they like look around. They're like, "Ooh, yeah." But then they realize. So who seems a disgusted and who seems interested? Yeah, it's really interesting. It's like a little like experiment I'm doing. Okay, because it's like that's like a cat calling whistle noise. It is absolutely. So like, if I'm in a bar and I'm like, "Look at this sexy chick." Yep. Oh, I'm not even saying it. That's the funniest part. Like. No one says anything. You hear the sound and people go, <gasps> "Yeah." And you get someone like, <gasps> and you get someone like, "Who's looking at me? Who's looking at me?" It's <laughs> interesting. It's interesting though, because like, like uh, I, I, you know, like sometimes I can be like that aggressive, that aggressive like, uh, like sexual male. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like in brief moments, like it's it's rare for me to like put it put it out in the open like that yeah but like it'll just happen and like i just wonder sometimes like how do they feel the woman like how do women feel like i don't know because like what you want to know because like you should go into a gay gym and then you'll know okay i'm not i'm being serious like if you go into a gay gym that that makes sense because like then I you would, would know what that feels because like. like i'm assuming the 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 woman and then you'd like, be playing the woman's position in that role right Coming, yeah. coming off, shaven. Yeah, I mean you gotta look fucking hype, smooth. You gotta look tight. I gotta look smooth. Tight sweatpants. Yeah. Yeah, tight sweatpants, fresh shave. Oh. 
I don't, and have, I don't have that in my class. You got to find it. I got it. And then go try it out and to see what happens. It's weird. It's some weird shit. Some weird shit? Yeah. Weird feeling, huh? Just well, it's like, weird because because it's like well, because we're only seeing it from one side because like we're doing it. But mental, when that's done to you, it's mental totally dick missiles, right? Mental dick <laughs> missiles. It's like it's like I'm not doing anything to you, but like in my mind, I'm doing I'm, something to you. <laughs> I'm reeling you. Yeah, like, I don't know how that feels. I'm I've been, hit, I've been hit on by gays. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, like I said, like the Mormon. Mm-hmm. Grew up with this Mormon, and uh, he wanted to do some gay shit, and I was like, mm, nah, nah. <laughs> nah. I mean, I mean, I understand you want to play Twister and like, <laughs> uh, get in your pajamas, but uh, if it's not for you, it's not for I, you. You know, I gotta do some homework. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's Pass English on class. It. See ya. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that would feel like because, like, I don't feel physically threatened either. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Well, that would be the difference. The difference is that you can actually defend yourself. But here's the but thing: when you're though, dealing with I'll a be young around woman, men that I feel physically threatened by, mm-hmm. but not sexually. Yeah. How weird would that? Well, that's be? the weird thing with a woman because she can't physically defend herself most of the time. And she really doesn't have any rebuttal if someone would force herself on her. Right. Or force themselves onto her. Right. Yeah. So I can can put myself in whatever situation and whatever gay gym, but at the end of the day, I won't really know how it feels. You'll get a glimpse, though. You get a glimpse when everyone's, like, looking at you. People come up and, like, hit on you. I'll get a taste. People are looking at you while you work out. Like, you're trying to get a workout in, and, and people are staring at you. Like, you would get a glimpse. You wouldn't get probably the full experience, but you would definitely get an idea of what that's like. I don't know, man. It'd be interesting. It's interesting because it, even if I knew, would that change any of my behavior? Probably not. No? I don't know. I don't know. I would think it would have an impact because the next time you yeah. go to do something like that, you're going to revert back it. to... Yeah, you're going to think about, about the experience you had. And then also fact, at the same time, think about would it even really work because it didn't work with you. And I get that you're not gay, but at the same time, if that approach, you you could kind of see that side of like, this doesn't really work. So to, for you to take that approach with an, a, I don't a woman, even, it wouldn't work. I don't even think it's about being gay or not. Okay. I think it has something to do with being sexually dominated. Yeah. Like, it's like there's that darkness that's always like, yeah. lingering. You know, yeah. in our animal instincts, right? Because, you know, you know how it goes. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I, that's why I always, always give women the benefit of the doubt. Always. Whatever you might come off as, if you come off as a bitch, you still get the benefit of the doubt because you might do right by me. Yeah. They they might they might act like a bitch right in front of my face, but then say something good about me later. Yeah. Well, so say if she acts like a bitch in front of you, but you handle it well, it says more about you than it does about them. That you can handle that situation with respect and let's be and honest, some dignity. They they get a pass. 
Who, women? Women get a pass for a lot of shit. Justifiably so. I think women and men do for different shit, though. Women and men, for sure. It's not one-sided. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's different one-sided. shit. You get passes different for different shit. stuff, but... It's different shit. Yeah, I mean, people get passes for all different reasons. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Awesome. I, we're like... Yeah, we're three hours deep. <laughs> we did the tray. Did I love it. This is my first hour. three hour podcast. This is awesome. I love it. Good job. So glad we did this, bro. Yep. Hopefully, if somebody gets something, anything out of this, it was definitely worth it. For even sure. If, even if you don't, it was still worth it. It was definitely worth it. <laughs> you know, this drink, is, uh, drink some brews, talk real shit, uh, most, mostly bullshit around. Um, Talk some real shit. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good night. We're definitely going to have you back on. Um, This is an awesome podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Random Millennial Thoughts, Episode 2. My boy, Ralph. 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 (laughs) Thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. I don't have many shout-outs. But, uh, yeah, just like thank my boy Steve for inviting me on. I think it was fun. Uh, I'd like to do it again. And uh, if you, you like it, um, that's cool because I'll be back. You Catch you later. Doses. Doses.